When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, so let's let's get into this uh, two-year plan thing uh, coming up at ele- uh, ten eighteen. Uh, Nick Casario talked about two-year plans. I, I don't know how many Texans on the roster are for sure on that two-year plan. I've yeah, got a list. It's a lot shorter uh, than perhaps you uh, you may think it is. I'm listening uh, for sure. Uh, but let's hear from uh, Nick Casario. Nick Casario yesterday uh, at the combine. He's he's kind of got a little quiet confidence about him. I, I don't know that he's bored by this process. I think he's kind of wired up for it, but Nick Casario yesterday at the Combine, he was talking about uh, the state of the Texans, and this is what he said about free agency and how he looks at it. Free agency is always a part of the team building process, and I would say specific to our situation, we have 30 or so players that are free agents that aren't wow. under contract for next year. So we'll start with our players. We'll have an understanding of the marketplace, what are our options going to be relative to our existing players. And we kind of take each segment of the year as it comes. So we'll deal with free agency here the next few weeks, kind of work through free agency. And then once you get to April, kind of focus on the draft. But I'd say the team building process is kind of never ending. So if you look at some of the, the players that we acquired during the I course of the season, number <laughs> that's just good God. How do you do that? Um, um, How do you do that? Yeah, basically the team building process. But he talked about the uh, the existing players that the, the Texans have. Who, who who do you think they need to bring back? Like if if I told you, oh, they got to get this guy one back. year, like next this season or next or two year increment. I mean, just right. I'm talking about the guys on the roster that they perhaps would like to bring back. See that the, Cashman. What? Is there anyone else? What, what what they would like to bring back and what I think should be bringing, uh, brought back are, are kind of two different things. Uh, I'll, I'll start with them. I think they'd like to bring back Dalton Schultz. Are we keeping track here? Dalton Schultz, one. Mm-hmm. Devin Singletary. Ooh. Yeah, Blake Cashman. Ooh, 
Sheldon Rankins? Why? Well, I, I had a what? question mark on the end of that. For what? <laughs> I had a oh, uh, Cameron Johnson and Kaimi Fairbairn. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Get down with that. So, five? Yeah. I mean, I don't I, I don't look at this. I, I don't look at this as like, I mean, they, they need to maybe tweak some holes. Cashman, for me, would be my guy who mm-hmm. got to have back. Yeah. I'm starting to actually warm up to the fact that maybe they, they can find something other than Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I, I which think- is weird. Which is weird. I, I just don't. I'm, I'm not gonna allow because when Nick Casario talks about two year windows, I think about it and I'm like, okay, they valued him at this last year. So now, now because the market was strong last year, you ended up getting him at a bargain. So now all of a sudden, because the market's weak, you're gonna overpay him. I, I I can't get down with that. If you're if you're signing him into a contract, I am completely with you on that. Uh, maybe John U. Smith, maybe Hunter Henry. Uh, other tight ends that are at the top of the board, and really that's about it. Uh, I don't even, I can't even think of another one that's a, a free agent that would be attractive. Uh, so those three guys, if you're signing them to a contract, I'm with you. If you, I think it's 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 somewhat prudent, somewhat to uh, franchise tagging. So, but but that's that's their prudent. decision. And I'm talking about just because of the long term money you're going to be spending. Because if you sign them to a three year deal, that's a bigger uh, that's a bigger bonus. And it's a three-year commitment. I mean, I know you can cut him, but there's there's cap hits. What do you think Dalton Schultz looks like in three years? I think I think he looks. I, I think he. I, I think well, he looks. I don't think Dal- I don't think Dalton Schultz is ever going to change uh, reach another level. You know, yeah. I think, I think what you what you see is what you get. A guy that that is uh, average to below average at blocking can make some big catches. Uh, veteran, all that stuff. He's not going to all of a sudden have like a big year. You know, where he's catching a bunch of balls and, and all that. I think what you see is what you get, but that's a good thing, uh, if, especially if you have another tight end. All right, so it is uh, – it's a weird day today. It's uh, leap day. I don't really understand why we do this, like what the point of it is. What's what's the explanation? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's all – there's like explanations on the text line of why this makes sense. Cause but the Earth, much like daylight savings time, I don't get it. Well, this is much more important than daylight savings time. Uh, the Earth revolves. By the way, when does the clock go back to where it's March. supposed to be? I think it's March, like second week of March. All right, let's let's get that let's get that and leave it permanent. Yeah, yeah. No, that that to so me. So do it go forward or back forward? Spring forward. More daylight. Okay. Spring forward. More daylight. Yeah, fall let's back. get that going, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think it's somewhat useless. Now, leap year is essential. Well, the farmers need more light. Le- need more light. Wake your ass up earlier. <laughs> hey, I that's Landry Locker saying that. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I got. I ain't, I I ain't getting in no beef. I got farmers out in the east. There's no beef. Wake up earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that that I agree with you. But but leap year is essential. Got to fight traffic. Did you know the sun? Uh, the Earth revolves around the sun, 365 and a quarter days. Okay. It takes them, it takes that long. So you got to make up for that quarter over time. Why? And that because then you would have like there would be a February that it's 100 degrees over time like I'm talking way down in the future and there'd be a there'd that be Sounds a, like life in Texas, sir. There'd be a June Yeah, that, sometimes there, it's 80, sometimes it's 30. What do you mean? I've be been a, going I've been going back and forth between 30 and 80. It'd be well, winter time in June. So it would add, be winter time in so June. So we just had a random day every four uh, every four years just because people can't deal with things like we do in Texas? Uh, no. Look at the weather. That's the weather. But you don't want to have a ski trip to Colorado in June. Like this it, is the most 
unrelatable ass thing. You don't want to have a ski trip to I Colorado just use that June? as an example. What I'm saying is, Lord, the Earth revolves around the sun 365 and a quarter days. So in order, to, in order to keep the seasons, keep everything the way it is, the clock's right, all that stuff, I mean the calendar right, all that stuff, uh, you have to have every four years a leap at a day. At a day, and that's today, February 29th. I still don't get it. Because the, the, the calendar would be all askew over time, you know? What do you mean? Oh, I just told you. Because but, if you don't account for that extra quarter day every year, then everything kind of shifts. Like shifts where? Like the weather's going to be different yes. one year? So what? <laughs> so what? So what? <laughs> uh, we don't need no wintertime in June, man. Yeah. We don't need no snow in June. <laughs> so one day is going to make like the biggest over difference? Over time. Over time. Over time. Okay, over time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Big Let's deal. Just even it out. There are some... <laughs> this I will, is insane. I will say this. This is ridiculous, It's not man. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It is not ridiculous. We need to get over this. <laughs> it is not ridiculous. <laughs> This was like the most predictable take you've had uh, that you could have. I I'm just, just I, I'm just, <laughs> and it, it's, I, I get that it's a basic third grade lesson and, and and some people get their third grade lessons and they act like that's just like the, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It makes sense. Now you can argue that uh, daylight savings time is more of an opinion. It doesn't make sense to everybody, but leap year makes sense. The Earth revolves around the sun 365 and a quarter days. How are you going to account for that quarter day every every year over Why time? Why do I need to account for the day? Because otherwise, I just explained it to you. It's it's more inconvenient. Look, February 28th. <laughs> if 75% of the time we have the 28th, I don't need a 29th. <laughs> and here's my here's my thing, too. I love and, this. And this is the other thing, I think. And and, and this is this is just, if we're going to play this, this BS game, mm -hmm. all you weasels out there... <laughs> That are celebrating a birthday today, you should only get to celebrate once every four years. Like if we're if we're fully committed to this, you shouldn't be able to have your birthday on February twenty eighth or. Uh, but they gotta March celebrate. First. Nope. <laughs> once every four years. Yeah, because they pick their own birthday. Hey, right? it doesn't matter if if you were born on the 29th, Your birthday should be like the Olympics or a presidential election. You should only get to celebrate your birthday once every four years. Wow. So the no nothing they don't even acknowledge it's not it. your hey. birthday. <laughs> like if you're if, March first, if, if we're gonna play this game, then you can't celebrate your birthday on March first. That's not your birthday. Yeah, your birthday was the 29th. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you missed it. What if you have like a birthday weekend? You can't have it. <laughs> your birthday doesn't even happen that year. All right. So you should only be able to celebrate your birthday once yeah. every four years. By the way, happy birthday 29th. to my auntie Cheryl. Well, Her birthday is today. How old is she? Probably like 14. <laughs> <laughs> All there's, right. There's folks on the text line. How does it not make sense? You're showing, dude, you can explain something and it can be stupid and it doesn't make sense. I'm not, I'm, I'm following the logic. I'm just saying it's unnecessary. That's all uh, I'm it saying. It's necessary. not like you're not, you're not freaking Einstein explaining something to me. It's it, not necessary. It is necessary. So adjust, adjust. If, whatever the weather is, adjust. <laughs> so okay, I live the, in Texas. How, whatever the weather is, I adjust. Okay, it was how 30 is this, degrees a week and a half ago. Okay? How is this you one day bothering Because <laughs> it's stupid? I will, it's just one day. I yeah, will, exactly. I think, so why can't we just skip over yeah, it? I think February should have 31 days. See, that's the weird thing. February gets the short shrift anyway. Because every other day, every other month has 30 or 31 days. February has 28 most years. All right. I will say this. Leap year, leap day, 
is weird. Figgy, if you thought Landry was good, went off on that, wait till you hear some of these other factoids that I that I picked up on uh, on leap about Leap Day. Did you know that on Leap Day, February 29th, in a lot of countries, especially in Europe, women are supposed to ask their guy to marry them. Okay. You don't have a problem with that? I'm a I'm a I'm a no thank you on that one. I could end it. That, that would be a lot uglier than other things. <laughs> Guys don't commit. Good luck to women trying to ask a guy to marry. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Did you know that if you're what you're, what you're called, if you're born on February 29th, what you're called? What's that? A leapling. That's cool. I don't mm. I don't mind that. That seems pretty good. Uh, Scotland, England, Ireland, women are supposed to wear red underwear. Okay. On leap day. Okay. Whales are supposed to be more fertile. Whales have more babies on leap day. I don't know if that's true. This is the one that affects us, Figgy. A lot of companies that pay their employees monthly or on an annual contract don't account for February 29th. In other words, today... They wouldn't get paid for today. We're working free. We are working free today, Landry. If you have a contract for an, a monthly or an annual uh, contract, a lot of companies don't acknowledge it in their in their whatever algorithm, math, whatever. So you and I and Figgy are working free today. How about, fine. How about that? That's fine. Did you know that Anthony, Texas? What is that? A it's, state? A, a city? A city. It's on the very Anthony, Texas. It's in the very corner past El Paso, where Texas meets New Mexico. It's considered the leap day capital of the world. They have a huge event every four years on February 29th. Some weird stuff, this is why I say it's weird, has happened on February 29th. Custer's last stand, when he got destroyed, was on February 29th. The Titanic sank on February 29th. Really? I didn't know that part. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Pope John Paul got hit by a truck uh, on February 29th. What year was that? It was like the 80s, I think. Okay. The Salem witch hunts began on February 29th. Last one. All you're doing is convincing me we shouldn't no, have a February 29th. No, it's 29th. weird. It's yeah, weird. All you're doing is convincing me that we shouldn't have a February 29th even more. Did you know that people born on February 29th, ask your aunt this, Figgy, generally have a very unique and unusual talent. Like the examples that I read about, where they can burp the alphabet, they can fold their legs over their their head. This seems like a very small sample size. Well, I'm just reading the internet, man. Okay, <laughs> I'm just reading. The- That's safe. Does your aunt have a an unusual? Uh, I have talent? no idea. <laughs> People born on February 29th apparently have an unusual talent. They tend to be double jointed. Okay. Yeah. February 29th, man. The more right. you know, the Sounds more you good. know. Yeah. Happy leap year to everybody. Mm-hmm. Celebrate accordingly. And you don't think it should be? I just don't think it's necessary. <laughs> like I get, I get that we're thinking about. Let's just go. Let's just go normal. Go about it. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're fine. So you want to be able to take your summer vacation like in January or February? I don't know. I mean, what about sports? Dude, we don't have seasons though. Like I'm, I'm living a life in which I don't have seasons. What about the Minnesota Twins playing baseball in June? Well, they already have a freaking n- no roof, so they're basically. <laughs> I mean, it's basically snowing when the baseball season starts. Anyways, it might actually work out for them. But in June and July, it'll be it'll be blizzards. See, maybe maybe I'm just living my 
fortunate Texas life where yeah. it doesn't get too bad during the winter no matter what. So so maybe maybe this is just me looking at things selfishly through my own point of view. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It wouldn't be the first time. It happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just you know, the the daylight savings, let's just let's just get rid of that. That's <laughs> I, I thought we all agreed on that. No doubt. No, no, for for sure on that. But let's not live in Texas and talk about weather patterns. Can we agree on that? Well, but I'm talking about just nationally. Yeah, yeah, nationally is fine. The world, forget nationally. Nationally is fine. I'm not worried about the world. I, I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about Texas. I, like, I, I'm not. I don't respect weather patterns. You well in as Texas, much. in Texas, you don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I yeah. we just, we just lived that life. You know who, who invented, who came up with uh, uh, leap year? I have no idea. He must have been high. Julius Caesar. Really? Yeah. No wonder Brutus was so pissed. <laughs> Brutus, we don't need February 29th. That's why, that's why Brutus killed his ass, man. <laughs> Brutus, was. that's what he was mad at. You stupid idiot. You came up with leap you year. You gave us an extra day. And you too, Brute. <laughs> Somebody just called in Leap's and said that. the Titanic sank April 14th. Oh, good job, Lopez. Way Look, to read I'm the internet. At, hey, but Lopez read the internet. I'm looking at it right now. Titanic, February 29th. Uh, maybe it sank in April. Maybe this was when it was constructed. Okay, it started to be constructed. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Read the okay. internet better, buddy. Yeah. Can't take anything he says serious. Just dump the dump the whole That's leap That's what your the facts. caller said. All of, it, <laughs> all of it's made up. Lopez is crazy as hell. No. Titanic sank April 14th. Hey, okay, maybe it sank then. February 29th is, is well, I guess, when it was whatever, commissioned or something. What's your source for that? Uh, the internet. <laughs> I don't want it to be 100 degrees on Christmas. See? I do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> like, what What temperature do you want on Christmas here? Like, I've, it's been 80. I like 50. Okay, it's been 80. It's it feels been Christmassy, but it's not. But these people are acting like we know, we have a consistent weather. No, thing. God, no. Yeah, we don't have consistent God, weather no. here. No, 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 no. I'm no. looking at it selfishly through my, uh, mm-hmm. through my yeah, own. It was just like 85 oh, yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. Now it's like 40. Now, yeah. So if you're going to push back on me, don't give me this consistent weather thing. Um, That's not here. Hell, rodeo is beautiful right now. This weather's awesome. It was freezing last year or the year before, whatever it was. You have 100 degrees for the rodeo. Yeah, that's great. Huh? I'm about that. <laughs> I'm about that. Did somebody pass man. out. <laughs> Lopez read the internet wrong. Bowl games? Bowl games? What? Like Miami and Texas and, well, we have Dawn here, but. What? Yeah. Hot. Hot. What? Exactly. So someone says today would be July 14th without a leap year. No, it depends on how far back you go without leap years. Just keep it going consistent. You had a quarter day every year. keep it going consistent. You had a quarter day every year. That adds up. Coming up next, Nick Casario talked about a two-year plan. We're, we're talking about once every four years. What about this two-year plan that Nick Casario spoke of? It might surprise you how few Texans fit into a for-sure two-year plan. We'll go live to the Combine in the noon hour. B. Scott's got takes coming up at 11. Don't go anywhere. Happy leap year to all. Next. Figgy, let's hit him big time. Houston. 
Let's get in the loop. Oh, the jokes are coming fast and furious every time y'all talk about this guy. With Landry Locker. Landry, I mean, you're going to be in midday forever now. And John Lopez. On occasion, Lopez makes a statement that's so ludicrous. It makes me pick my phone up and call you guys. You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Your champ, 610. Sports Radio 610. All right, so two-year plan. Nick Casario brought this up. I want to take a close look at this two-year plan, and and I think we might be kind of getting ahead of ourselves when we assume that two years from now, things are just going to be rosy in one certain area of the Texans roster. This was Nick Casario breaking down the uh, two-year window. Chess, if you will, uh, yesterday at the NFL Combine. Let the player get to the open market. Let the market dictate what the value is. So, honestly, it's a little cat and mouse game. So, you just try to take the information in, try to have a general understanding of the market, and try to make a good decision. Um, We have some flexibility relative to financial commitments that we might be able to make, but you don't necessarily have to use all your money up in one year. So we've tried to, and I've talked about this previously, really look at your team in sort of two-year increments. So whatever you don't do this year, that money's going to be used in future years. Um, I'm sure I'll get a question here very soon about Nico Collins. That's coming. So that could be a player that maybe he's a part of the future. All right, so he brought up Nico Collins. I, I have a list here, and I want you guys to react. Seven one three five seven two four six ten text line, YouTube, Twitch, all that. I only have seven guys who I can say without a doubt will be a part of the Texans' core in two years. And you're saying not just free agents. I'm just saying like, like guys that I can look at yeah. right now. Yeah. Pre-free agency, pre-draft, and say these guys are going to be a part of things yeah, yeah. two years from now. For sure. No questions yeah. asked because yeah. a lot can change in two years. Seven guys I have listed. All right. All right. Number one, C.J. Stroud. Of course. Number two, Laramie Tunsil. Okay. Number three, Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Number four, Juice Scruggs. I think Juice Scruggs is going to be on the interior. He's still going to be on I, his I agree. Deal. Yeah. Will Anderson, number five. Mm-hmm. Number six, Derek Stingley. Yeah. At the very least, he's going to be heading into the final year of yeah. his, his fifth-year option. you got to think they're going to pick it up. And then number seven, Christian Harris. Outside of that, you could tell me right now that any other player on this roster, not named CJ, Tunsil, Tank, Juice, Will, Sting, and Harris, you could tell me that those guys won't be a significant part of things, and, and I would not be completely shocked. There are some that I can hear about. We can talk about Nico Collins. Nico's the one that a lot of people, I'm sure. We can get into that. Yeah. But those are the guys that, that, that just me, just my just, just my take, those are the seven guys that I see as 100%, no questions asked, a strong part of things two years from now. Um, Petrie would be another one that some would mention. But I wouldn't be surprised. I got to see. I got to see something this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's all of a sudden getting kind of pushed out this coming season. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's two years from now. His rookie year, his rookie deal will be expired. Yeah. So are they going to lock him up? Yeah. He could bounce back. Wouldn't shock. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've seen crazier things. So the crazy thing, uh, and this is the crazier thing, outside of Nico and Petrie, I can't even come up with another name that. Yeah, two years from now, this two-year increment. They they absolutely are going to be eh, maybe Brevin Jordan. 
Okay, is he going to get an extension after this year? No, that's the thing. He's I'm saying have another... a strong part of the core. Yeah, strong part of the core. Yeah. I think you're right, Brevin Jordan. Yeah, that's. I, 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 I say all right. that to say, a lot can change, and if you're looking at it at a two-year window, how how exactly are you attacking this? And you heard Casario mention Nico Collins. I like Nico Collins, man. Like Nico Collins last year, I didn't expect Nico Collins to have the year he had last year. I didn't expect that. Nobody did. But I don't know. Like, do do I know for certain that the best is yet to come with Nico Collins? I think that's a dangerous assumption to make. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dangerous assumption to make. And and if we're talking about extending Nico Collins, like what's the price? My my like what is the price to extend Nico Collins? I, I talked to Sean this morning, and and I heard Sean talking about. Nico Collins and uh, I saw him yesterday talking about Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts and I asked Sean because I, I heard him saying you know three years 58 uh, that would be great for Nico Collins I, I can get down with that but I asked him because he he'd said the uh the Amon Ross St. Brown like three years 75 whatever that he would I, I said would you give Nico three years 75 he said I would like to go lower but I wouldn't be upset about it are we in danger of falling in love with players after one year here like yes. it, are, are we in danger of that yes like do you do we not need to see one more year for nico Collins before we make this two-year commitment is that i mean am i am i thinking too much am i am i trying am i am i being too cautious like am i am i scared of greatness when it comes to nico collins because i just i need to see another year i need to see another year and i'm i'm actually taking a lot of what's being discussed with free agents where we're talking about guys being injury or prone. We're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. one good year and all that. And we're, we're also talking about a higher price tag. Like Saquon Barkley, the, the thing about running backs is their prices are lower right now and the impact remains the same. I think that's why people are willing to pay running backs. Mm-hmm. The, that's that's the thing. But a lot of the a lot of the reason, a lot of the pushback for perhaps a player like a Saquon Barkley is a lot of those cautionary tales are the same thing with Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. That, that three year 70, whatever million dollar uh, contract. I would be upset about that because of what you're talking about. I mean, have you learned nothing from Titus Howard? I mean, Titus Howard is, is, is the example. Now maybe Titus Howard's going to bounce back. Maybe that hand injury is going to be, uh, all of a sudden better, and he's going to be a terrific uh, right tackle. Maybe. But how do you feel about that contract right now? How do you feel about Titus Howard's contract right now? Right uh, now, today. I, I, I mean, there's an out on it after this year, so I don't feel awesome. Yeah. By the way, John Weeks <laughs> isn't going anywhere, so I, I'm I'm seeing John Weeks. Yeah, John Weeks, that's just a given. We just throw John Weeks to the side. He's, he's going to be here till He's 70. I'll probably be a great-grandpa yeah. by the time. <laughs> he's 70. John Weeks is here. So so I get that. But but the Nico thing is interesting because on one hand, and I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pick on Sean, but I mean it's 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 what he's he's talked about and I don't think he's alone in the Nico Collins thing. On one hand, I ha- I saw Sean yesterday where the Colts said that they're going to franchise tag Michael Pittman Jr. And Sean said, "Have at it." It's 21 million dollars for Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. But you want to pay Nico Collins twenty five mil? What what makes Nico Collins so much better than Michael Pittman Jr.? Is it just that you watched him play one year? Mm-hmm. Because look at their numbers. I mean, look at their numbers. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. since twenty twenty, he's missed five games in his career. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins has missed thirteen. Also missed the game against the Jets. Uh, 
Last year, Michael Pittman Jr. had 109 catches to Nico Collins' 80. Yeah. Uh, 1,152 yards to Nico Collins' 1,297. And Nico Collins had eight touchdowns. He had four. Well, Nico Collins played with a bad quarterback his first two years. So you can't really judge him because he's only had one year with an elite quarterback. Could I interest you in a list? Please. These are the quarterbacks that Michael Pittman Jr. has played with in his career. Philip Rivers, the ghost of Philip yeah. Rivers, the ghost of Carson Wentz, the ghost of Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, and Anthony Richardson. No, not exactly. I mean, that's not a good list. Yeah, he's never really played. He's never really played with anyone good. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just, I'm, 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 maybe I'm being overly cautious because, and maybe this goes back to your epitome of fear, and 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 you're scared to have nice things. Maybe I'm being overly cautious, but. Is it too much for me to ask to see one more good year from Nico Collins before I start rolling my eyes at guys like Michael Pittman Jr. and wanting to extend a guy after after having one good season? And and I, I just I, I would like to see it. I would like to see one more year before we start falling in love with these guys. And here's the other thing about it, J Lo. Mm-hmm. Last year when Tank Dell and Nico Collins were doing their thing, there was a debate about who was better. Yeah. Right? I thought Tank Dell was the number one receiver, there, and I think I think yeah. it would it would probably be split in half, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought Tank was he was the one that could move the chains, the, the whole separation thing that D'Amico talked about. He was the one that had the big catches, uh, you know, and all that. I thought he was as the younger guy. He had the the, the he was more explosive and yeah. a better guy, a better big time receiver. He was a third round pick. Yeah, yeah. And we were having that discussion, and mm-hmm. Nico stepped it up last year. I love Nico. I love his makeup. I love his work ethic. I love all that. But I'm, I'm happy for Nico. I, I I can't. Like this is great. I don't feel good ab- enough about Nico to to roll my eyes at like Michael Pittman Jr. or to to say we just got to lock this guy up. And I know Nick Casario mentioned it unsolicited. If you can go get a bargain on Nico, like a Whitney Merciless type of first contract, go get it. But I that's what I want. I don't see any shame in seeing him. No, no, that, go do that, his thing. That is exactly what I want with Nico. I will be happy to renegotiate with him and, and give him a contract if it's a value contract, if it's a, quote, team-friendly contract. You start getting into those numbers, I'll say this one more time. Have we learned nothing from Titus Howard? You know, kind of a hasty extension. Did we learn nothing from that? Because Nico Collins may be the anti-Titus Howard and just explode next year with a big contract and everything else, but it's just been one year, and to give him a big deal this soon – I'll take a value deal, but I won't take that. Coming up next, let's localize it. Nick Casario. Is Nick Casario gone Hollywood? Does Nick Casario do do his best work on the big stage? We'll talk about it next. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It. Don't you know I'm local? You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Man, Nick Casario yesterday went Hollywood. It was uh, impressive. And he was doing his thing. Nick it was Casario very was impressive. up there working the room. This was uh, Nick Casario uh, up there with uh, little Pelissaro, uh mm-hmm. little Mike Garofalo. He was he was doing his thing. And he was uh I was like Who was that guy? I I was like on the edge of my seat. Here was Nick Casario talking about uh, Silly Season. This was him at the podium before uh, before he went up there and went all uh, Kevin Hart on NFL Network. <laughs> I would just say going back to last year, there was quite a bit of misinformation out there about what happened or what the Texans were going to do. So really the only people that knew what the Texans were going to do were Coach Ryans and myself. So Silly Season, unfortunately, it makes for a lot of fun, makes for a lot of uh, – dialogue sometimes it's true sometimes it's not so we just try to focus on ourselves and try to make the right decisions for our team i'm sorry what huh did i miss something what it, what could be the thing that we're most silly about this this like of all the assumptions we're making and we're, we we looked silly last offseason in many ways what could be the thing? Like, if you were looking at something that's being assumed, what could be the thing that we are assuming that we could look back on a year from now and say, man, we were most wrong about that? Jalen Petrie. I think. Because I'm down on it, uh, on him. I, I think that, uh, that you know, it, it's been it's been two years of lack of production, missed tackles, uh Good production occasionally, but not living up to expectations. Uh, for me, it's that. Now, as far as like acquisitions and draft type stuff, which is what we were most wrong uh, about uh, last year, I would have to say Dalton Schultz. Like we're just assuming a lot of us, and we've kind of come. You, you just mentioned a little while ago uh, that you're kind of going on the other side. Like it might not be that important. Like we, I, I just feel like with the few you know the few tight ends that are available he knows the system you know what you're getting okay bob no i know just, i'm out now no i know no, no, i'm out i'm out i'm out no nah, he just said it i'm out i'm out on schultz you just, you just showed me the light. i just locked it up there were two moments today where i kind of saw the light mm-hmm. 
That one, he knows the system. That's that sounds like Bill O'Brien. I'm just saying the the the, the, to- the totality of everything that he already has here. We're assuming that they're going to want to bring him back. So I think we might be wrong about that. Seth Payne showed me the light today, mm-hmm. and I know we've been going back and forth with Payne and Pendergast uh, a little bit, but Seth kind of Seth kind of showed me the light a little bit today, and I'm 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 dead ass serious. Like mm-hmm. I was driving in, and I was like, okay, light bulb moment. Yeah, and and I don't know that he was like. Meaning to show me the light, but he showed me the light. Mm-hmm. It was between the straw man. I mean, Saquon Barkley uh, <laughs> segment that they had um, and, and this. But Seth said something, and I was like, okay. That right there summarizes my personal mindset this offseason. Okay. He said the Texans offense really wasn't that good last year. Certain points, they had some good games, but he, he said the Texans offense last year mm-hmm. was not really that good. I agree. Yeah. The oh, offense oh, oh, is going to have to be been saying it for a minute, too. Week in, week out. We've been saying yeah. this for a while. We've been saying this for a while. We've, we've been preaching this. But Seth, Seth Payne said it. He said the Texans' offense was really not that good. Yeah. And if you watch the Baltimore game, like if they if they had a good offense, and let's say they could put up more than three points, because their only touchdown, they scored 10, their only touchdown was a punt return by mm-hmm. Stephen F. and Sims. Yeah. If their offense wasn't that good last year, then why do we think it's so important to just run it back with Dalton Schultz or Nico Collins? What? Who's to say that they can't find other options and they don't need to figure it out? Now, naturally, you hope that Tank Dell and Nico Collins are back and those guys continue to grow and you, you fill in the pieces. But when Seth said that, I just said, okay, that, that kind of summarizes like my concerns and in, in how I feel about this, this situation and why I would like to see them add potentially dynamic playmakers. We won't get into who those guys are because different people have different opinions on it. But mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I can agree on and the one thing that I think I've been trying to get across and that and that Seth broke down, and Seth's always been real good at this. The offense stinks when it stinks. Like the, he he was all over the Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. you know, never top half, DVO, all that. But the offense was not good last year, and I and I think would before we, I, I think that should be the foundation of any discussion we have about what exactly this team needs. Because when you have a quarterback who was rookie of the year, and you have a receiver who had a career year, and you have all this excitement and all these excitement, exciting moments. I think there's like a natural, there's like a natural instinct to say, well, you know, they need to fix the defense. Yeah. They need to figure out the defense. They need to, they they need, they need to get this on defense and and they probably still do have some of those holes, but, but I I think any discussion about what direction you, me, Figgy, the morning show, the afternoon show, whatever, like any discussion I think should start with, at least the understanding and the middle ground of realizing that this offense really was not that good last year. And that's why I have been very adamant. Give C.J. Stroud everything you can uh, to, to, to help him. Uh, it's a different way of saying what, what Seth has said, but I've, I've been very, very consistent with that. I, I, I feel like with C.J. Stroud, there has been an element of C.J. saves all butts. There really has. You said that about Deshaun a lot under B.O.B., but there's an element of that that was at work this past season. I mean, how many terrific, you know, miraculous occasionally type plays did C.J. Stroud make? I am I am all about it. You, you know, you say 
you know, we need to bolster the defense, not you. I'm talking about the morning show, uh, Seth in particular. Yeah. And, and he said this this morning, but he has said, yeah. I would rather focus on the defense. I, I get it. I don't disagree. But you got to focus on the offense. You got to focus on C.J. Stroud getting everything he can to help this team reach another level. They rank 12th in total offense, mediocre pretty much, 15th in points per game. You know, and that's with C.J. Stroud doing some terrific stuff. That's with C.J. Stroud being of the rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I, I just – maybe I just see things differently and maybe the way I see things is wrong. I don't think so. I think you got to help C.J. Stroud. You've got a guy right now that can do things that others just can't do. Help him do that more. Help him do that better. Running back, receiver. Running back, receiver. That's where I want to put the focus. You, you run the ball better whether it's the running back, whether it's the offensive line playing better, regardless of what what you want to do. Mm -hmm. If you run the ball better, it's going to help your defense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Going to kill the clock. Clock. Uh, drive length. Well, maybe at the end of a game, you you it's easier for you to ice a game to mm -hmm. where you don't put your defense in position to where they're going to give up last-second field goals, see Carolina, see Atlanta. Yeah. So – you you can you like it doesn't have to be a one hundred percent. Let's make the defense better by committing to the defense. You can make you can make your run game better. That would help. Mm -hmm. uh, you can make your offense better. O offense scores more points than the defense is going to be able to allow more points. They're going to have a margin for error. So I, I think there is kind of like a give or take. But when but when Seth said that, I I, I was like, ding ding ding. Yeah. I agree. We agree. Yeah. On this, and that's why. When it comes to, hey, let's run it back with Dalton Schultz. Let's run it back with Nico Collins. Figure it out. Because I think Dalton Schultz is as good as he's going to be. Well, I, yeah. I think you said that. Yeah, I, I said it a second ago. I, I think what you see is what you get, and it's, and it's not going to get better. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I yeah, want it's good. it. It's good. I, I'd like to have it. Sure. But it's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, Dalton Schultz is a pro bowler. Dalton Schultz is an all pro. No, he's not yeah. going to get there. He's there. But he's going to help you. He's a good player. Yeah. Nico Collins could get better. Even with everything that I've said before, like Nico Collins, his best ball could be ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Tank Dell could get better. I anticipate C.J. Stroud getting better. The offensive line could get better. But Dalton Schultz, yeah. kind of what he is. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, I don't think too many teams were like, we just got to take away Dalton Schultz. Uh, right. Sometimes it's just there. Yeah. You want to dump it down there, dump it down. I mean, D'Amico said late in games, middle of the field, he's you know, he made some big catches. He did. Well, we saw it. A lot of times they weren't they were looking elsewhere in terms of like, you know, the the the, the coverages they had, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I just I just think uh No, it's about offense. That's man. that's a good middle ground that the, that we can understand that the offense was not that great. You're not ignoring the defense. Yeah. But you have to focus on the offense. Yeah. Yeah. And you also gotta like that was the healthiest year of Nico Collins career mm -hmm. respect to him that was the health that was the healthiest year of his career he's basically missed I mean if we want to count that Jets game that's that's 14 and three mm -hmm. he's damn near missed he's damn near missed a third of a third of his games yeah yeah I mean that's a lot yeah and maybe maybe a fourth a fifth whatever but I mean 13 games and in, in the leaving the Jets game I expect uh, Tank Dell to get better I, like I, I expect it. He's missed thirteen out of fifty-one games. Right. I That's what Nico. Collins I expect has Tank Dale to get better and left the game in another. I need to see Nico Collins get better. Yeah. There's a difference, you know, and that's why I, you know when it comes to the contract, get him on the cheap, get yeah. him a team-friendly deal. I'm Keep good with building it. it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's talk to uh, Brandon Scott. Uh, he has uh, three and three. 
three positions he feels good about, three positions he's a little bit concerned about. The offseason continues, and we are loving every second of it here on a leap day on Sports Radio 610. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. All right, Brandon Scott comes with three and three. Three positions to feel good about, three positions to feel bad about. Off-season upon us, live trip to the Combine coming up uh, in an hour with Cody Stutes. By the way, uh, the D linemen are getting work in today. Oh, boy. That could be a position of interest for the Houston Texans. Uh, Let's start with the good, though. Good news first. Three positions Brandon Scott claims that he feels good about. Brandon, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. He said claims. Yeah, no, I I do feel good about these. And I like that we're going positive first because we can get into the negative a little bit later, but I like we're going positive first. I do feel good about these three positions. And I think overall, maybe generally, I'd say I felt good or have felt good about what the Texans have in front of them this offseason, the Mm -hmm. moves that they're going to make, the people that they have in charge of making the decisions. So overall, I would say I feel good, but when I nail it down to specific positions, I feel better or best about these three as opposed to the other three we'll talk about later. All right, let's start with number one. What are you feeling good about? All right. Numero uno. Yeah, man, numero uno. (laughs) It's going to be the running backs. It's the running backs because either one or two things is happening. This is based off of. Wait a minute. No, listen. <laughs> but he's, say, he's saying the path to improvement yeah, is very yeah, clear. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm thinking. Feel me, good about the position group moving forward. I feel good about the position group, but more so than anything, I feel good about 
let's call it their strategy or their plan on addressing it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm not breaking new ground and it's not controversial here. We'll probably agree that they need to upgrade the running back position. They need to do something about that position. I think we're all on the same page there. But based off of listening to D'Amico Ryans a couple of days ago and then Nick Casario echoing some of what D'Amico Ryans had to say when he talked yesterday, it does feel like they are – cognizant of the running back position and their need to upgrade but also where Devin Singletary could fall in line with all of it and I feel like based off of hearing them talk there is a priority in bringing Devin Singletary back or somebody of that caliber to be reliable in the running back room but Mm -hmm. also a need and understanding for upgrading that position overall so I I came away from listening to them the last couple of days Mm -hmm. feeling like there is a good chance that they bring back Devin Singletary, but also a good chance that one way or another, no matter which plan it is, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, uh, Derrick Henry, whatever actual mm-hmm. running back you like, I feel like there's going to be an a, a, an option or a, dec- a decision made there in bringing in a running back that's going to upgrade the position. Yeah, I, I felt that. I would say there's light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the running back position. So I see where your head's at. Where are you at on the Saquon thing? I heard the... Uh... The morning show, the uh, strong man Barkley, I mean, Saquon Barkley uh, segment that they did this morning. Um, where are you at on Saquon? You know, I just I think that Saquon is clearly the best running back that's available on the market. The, the Out of the running backs that they could go acquire, mm-hmm. to me, Saquon Barkley is the best one. I do believe that. Now, I came in here, I guess it was maybe two, three weeks ago now, and was on the Derrick Henry thing. And I know John... Uh, Lopez kind of barked at that a little bit, and and I, and I get it. Henry is the oldest one, the most uh, well has the most tread on the tire, least uh, or the least. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> I, I said most. I meant least. Mm-hmm. The least tread on the tire, uh, the most wear and tear on the tire. Yeah, maybe yeah. Where, what I was going for there, but I also feel like the bang for the buck, the price that you could get for Derrick Henry. Sure. Yeah, it's a sure. good. Yeah, he, he, I think he, it's good. That would be my top. I think when we're talking about smart money, what's the best way? I still think that that's the smartest way. Give Derrick Henry a one to two year deal, you know, that's somewhere around that nice ten to twelve million dollar average annual value, but it's only like, you know, thirteen to fifteen million dollars guaranteed. Like I would give Derrick Henry right now two years, twenty million. Here's $14 million guaranteed. Let's go win the Super Bowl next year. All right, number two. So you feel good about the running back, not necessarily because of what they currently got, but because, because of the plan. Yep. of the plan and the clear opportunity to improve the position. Number two. Numero dos. All right, man. Number two, defensive line. Oh, I wow. Th- like, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead. I was going to say edge rusher, but mm-hmm. let's, just, let's just call it defensive line slash pass rusher in general. Okay. Jonathan, Jonathan Grenard is another high. And this is the one that I think I'm most conflicted on because I like Jonathan Grenard a lot, a lot. Probably yeah. more than most. Yeah. But I do agree with, I think, a point that Landry has made, which is like the the franchise tag figure. What is it, 23 23. Million? Yeah. Like, I, I do agree that that is, a, that is an astronomical number and figure for Jonathan Grenard, who, again, I like a lot, but yeah. he's really only had that one great – Maybe two really good years and mm-hmm. that one special year being this past year. But I feel like, kind of similar to the running back situation. I feel like they understand that they either have to bring back Jonathan Grenard, and if they don't, the only other option is to get somebody that's comparable or better. Yeah. Like they can't, you cannot have messaging that is everything starts up front how much they value the defensive line. 
but then go through the offseason and letting your most productive defensive lineman go and not have an adequate replacement. So yeah. I, I cannot see, based off of how they've talked about Jonathan Grenard and based off of the production that we saw from him last season, I cannot picture a scenario where he is either not brought back in some form or fashion or they don't go get you know, Daniil Hunter, or like they're not going to go get Brian Burns, but you know what I'm saying. Chase you know, Young is the guy. I Chase, Chase Young. That's a one-year. Uh, I call him the new clowny. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of at. But where, I like it. Yeah, he could play his yeah. way into, but but it's a one-year deal, and he can either play his way into getting paid somewhere, or he can play his way into just signing one-year deals for yeah. in perpetuity. $10 yeah. million plus yeah. Yeah. for the remainder of his career, which I is feel good like to live. And you should I, get that on a discount, too. I, I, I feel like, uh, and, and Nick Casario said this a couple of times at least, maybe more, uh, we'll see what the market dictates. Yeah. I feel like he's talking about Jonathan Grenard. Yeah. I, I really do. I feel like he's like, yeah, we want him. Kind of. What, I think he's right in line with what you're saying. You know, yeah, it would be really good. We really like him. He's really good. And and let's see what the market dictates, though, because we're not going to get stupid here. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case. Yeah. And I mean, that just makes sense. That's how free agency works. But yeah. that's especially the case, I think, for really all of the Texans, like, incumbent free agents that we're going to discuss. But more so him because his price is going to be The high. most, yeah. so, yeah. yes, I, I 100% believe that. So what I'm what I'm sensing here, Brandon Scott in the building here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610, and, and I'm not I'm not the uh, king of diagnosing or assessing mindsets, but what, what, uh, what I'm gathering here from Brandon Scott, the two positions that he feels best about right now, is he has a strong trust in this organization. Sure. Because on paper, these might be your biggest concerns – but I think Brandon is encouraged that the organization has acknowledged that these are concerns and the opportunity to improve them is there. So what I'm sensing right now, B. Scott, is that you're not just looking at the roster and saying they have this, this, this. Right. You're saying, I trust the organization and these needs are realistic to fix. Well, and on these two specific positions, they don't have this, this, and this. They ain't got this, that, or nothing. I mean, they got Will Anderson, I get it, but you need two edge rushers, obviously. And, I mean, the, the running back is Damian Pierce right now. So you, you figure they're going to do something about that. Now, I'll, I'll 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 add here, I have not gotten to the to the positions that I don't feel good yeah, about. I'm when we talk about trusting <laughs> trust the organization. So, but I do have a third one that I feel yeah. good about. All right, number three. Numero tres. Wide receiver, man. Mm-hmm. Look, I, hey, I got giddy. Listening, and I couldn't hear the question exactly, and I'm not sure if the transcript actually gave me the full context or content of the question itself. Yeah. But when I heard D'Amico Ryans just flat out saying, hey, we need separators. We're looking me for too. separators. First thing that jumped and, out at me. And he said, if you've got that one redeeming, I can't remember if you said quality or, tra- or trait, mm-hmm. but he said, if you got that one redeeming thing, basically, where you can separate, we got a spot for you on this team. Yeah. And that, to me, the reason – I would say this is the one I feel the best about. because And they do have some options there. They do have some players at wide receiver, obviously. But it seems like D'Amico Ryans is more of the line of thinking that you guys have been on this show and I've been in lockstep with you of, hey, yeah, you got a couple of good receivers, but that doesn't necessarily make it a position of strength because when one of those guys goes down, yeah. the, the group all of a sudden looks really, really thin and and they go down. Yeah, and they go and down. They, go, they down. go down. And how could you? How could you have too many weapons? I've never heard of such a thing. I Man, I don't know what to do with all welcome these guys to, to throw welcome, the ball to. Welcome to in the loop. What the <laughs> hell is that about? Even so, so to me, I I appreciated hearing D'Amico talk about it. And again, Nick Asari, I thought echoed it for the most part. 
but it sounds like they understand that they need to be better at that position despite the fact that they got two guys that look like they could be studs at all the position three of already. These, all three of these spots, running back, defensive line, wide receiver, the reason you feel good is because they, they, they're they not handcuffed. Right. You know, with, with contracts like the offensive line, or and, and they're not also, except for the wide receiver position, which they could, they, you don't have to spend a mint to to bolster it. It can be a draft pick or it can be like a Derrick Henry, which is one year, or like a Josh Jacobs, which is three years at 12 or, or, or 13. Uh, and on the defensive line, you can get a Chase Young on a short-term. Co- so you're not handcuffed and you're not going to spend a mint. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love it. I, I think the I've been saying it. So much opportunity right there in front of them. Some of the guys that they can bring back some of the guys that they can go out there and get. I, I'm just, I'm loving this position that they are in, and those three specific positions, I can't help but feel good about. Brandon Scott with us here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. So that's the three that you feel good about. Running yeah. back, wide out, D-line. What do you feel bad about? Let's start with number one. Positions, B-Scott doesn't feel good. Numero about. uno. Let's start with tight end. Your one of your favorite positions to criticize on this squad with this organization, Landry. Tight end, a position that they have been, I think you can fairly say, negligent with over the last several years or over the course of several years until last year when they brought in Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. Y'all heard D'Amico Ryan's talking about Dalton Schultz, and this has been picked apart on all the shows at this point, I feel like. He ain't really sound like he really sounded like he was in love with Dalton Schultz. I know C when he C- made it clear pass game. That was my favorite thing that D'Amico said. He yeah. said Dalton helped us in the pass game. And it wasn't, man, do we have it wasn't just that he said the pass game. It was the way, it was the tone and inflection of it was the first sentence made that he said. Made some big catches. Yeah. And he really helped us in the passing game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? As we if, picked up on that and talked about it a little bit see, too. That yeah, was, my, yeah. My, my thing is this, like it, it, are you settling if you're if, if all of a sudden you're like feeling desperate and wanting to franchise tag or bring back Dalton Schultz. Maybe it's not. Well, I mean, it's not like he was your first choice last year. The yeah. market basically told him, Hey, you're, you're worth this. Yeah. And you've heard Nick Casario yeah. talk about you let him test the market and then you figure it out. So do you go from getting Dalton Schultz at a bargain to suddenly saying, well, you know, we could end up doing worse, Well, you were willing to be worse last mm, year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how that could, is it possible to say that CJ could get the most of Johnny Smith or, you're right, though. No offense. They really haven't done a good job at tight end for they, years. They haven't. They haven't. Years. They haven't, and then they finally do, and now we're in this yeah. precarious situation of, well, do you bring him back? It, you liked him at the price that you got him for last year, but now has he outpriced himself, outpriced himself out of your market? You know, like, I, I, I don't know. And I've said this before about Dalton Schultz. I feel like you know. I feel like you kind of got to bring him back because he was productive and he was good for you. But I also wasn't overly impressed with the guy. So it's like, okay, so what do you, what do you do about that? What yeah. do you do if you you want to upgrade, but you're not exactly sure if an upgrade is there, and do you want to pay premium price or or extra for what you thought was maybe the perfect price last year, the year before? I, I'm not. I am. I am not exactly sure. I think I was much more confident. Hey, hey, franchise Dalton Schultz or make a deal with Dalton Schultz. And now I'm just like, man, I don't. I'm not really exactly sure what they should I'm do. I'm not with in love with any of these dudes, man. Like I, I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love with two players on this team. Maybe, maybe you can talk me into other. I'm in love with C.J. Stroud and I'm in love with Will Anderson. Oh, give me and some Tank Dell. I, I can, and yeah, and Tank Dell give with what he's Tank making Dale. in three years remaining. Mm-hmm. You can talk me into that. You can talk me into Stingley. No. Outside of that. 
I'm not in love. I'm not in love with these guys. I, w does that mean that I don't think they can be a part of things? Who knows? But that's that's my core right there. I'm not going to fall in love because of a magical season with Nico Collins or Dalton Schultz. I like Nico. He's a good dude. Uh, works his ass off. He's had one good year, um, and he's been hurt. There's. I mean, I I need to, I need to see a little bit more before I start just feeling like. I'm in love. I'm in love with Nico Collins. You can make the case where Will Anderson, CJ Stroud have had one good year. That's fine. I, I feel no. good about them, and they're going to be here for they, they're, they're going to be here for cheap for for two or three more. So yeah. I'm in love with that idea. Number but I'm two. not in love with any of these dudes. Numero dos, cornerback man, cornerback, and and I and I feel like it's the position. It's not getting enough attention. It's and you're I think, in our heads. You're I, in my head. That's for dang sure. I think what Landry just said though, <laughs> the not getting enough attention part. Is really what's got me because it's not like anything happened at the combine over the last couple of days that's got me feeling worse about yeah. the position than I did before, as opposed to the ones that I feel better about with, like, say, running back and how, and I guess, tight end the way he talked about him. Mm -hmm. Cornerback is just one that I sat there and, or I'm sitting there thinking about, and it, it wasn't getting any attention until we, until we started talking about Steven Nelson and his bad podcast <laughs> and how mouthy he is in the offseason and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel like we, we were giving it any attention, but. Man, they don't have nobody to play on the opposite side of Stingley. of Derek Stingley, and you and, don't and, know if he's going to be healthy. Do they have a nickel? And and, and they don't have a nickel. They like literally don't have. I mean, Thomas is a free agent, right? Yeah, yeah. And so is that Des King's their nickel and Des King. So like, I'm at a point. Y'all tell me if I'm crazy for this, but just and obviously it's not my job. I don't. I don't really have to worry about it. But to just get it out of my head, to just get it off my plate. Y'all tell me if I'm crazy. Man, I almost rather just run it back with Steven Nelson and Des King, so re-sign him and just let it not hey, be a, a I mean, concern or worry because no. they were good. <laughs> I, no. I, I get it. I get it. But they were good. No. And I am – Evaluate. I want them to evaluate and bring in someone that they like. I want them to find the next Steven Nelson. Fair enough. The next Steven Nelson that's on the back end of his 20s or something and evaluate that. But I'm with you. Like it's. It makes me nervous. Yeah, I think they maxed. I think they maxed out Des King and they maxed out Steven Nelson, and they need to improve it. But I'm with you. It is a interesting position, similar to tight end, where I don't know what they're going to do or what they should do. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at with the cornerback situation. Yeah, I don't know what they will do, and I, you know, I guess it's kind of my job to to have opinions and to tell you what I think they should do. I am not exactly sure. I'm just not. Final one. Numero tres. All right, I, I feel like we've kind of been on the same page for most of these. This is the one where y'all are going to kind of look at me sideways. I might as well just let you know. <laughs> Out of all positions to pick on uh -huh. this team, to not feel comfortable about or to be a little uneasy about right now, linebacker. Oh, I don't think that's nuts. It's uh, not crazy. Yeah, I don't think that's nuts. Well, and, and here's my here's I my he was about to say quarterback. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, quarterback. I <laughs> got to find a guy who can throw the ball. Yeah, quarterback. I don't know if maybe Davis Mills yeah. has a shot. I don't know. Uh, but linebacker, man. Like obviously they don't have, you know, two of their starters at linebacker are gone. You know, between Blake Cashman, you know, Denzel Perryman, all they got really at linebacker right now is Christian Harris, and you figured. Henry Tortoise is, is, is at least a good death piece. Mm -hmm. And you know he can go in there and play Mike linebacker, start for you if you need him to, because he did that a little bit last year. But I don't know what's going to happen with Blake Cashman. I'm worried about the Patrick Queen thing because somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. Yeah. And I am, like you guys, hoping, or at least for sure like Landry, and Lopez, you seem to be a little bit more open to Patrick Queen from what I've heard. But I'm worried that the place that's going to do it is the one where the head coach is a linebacker. And, and I don't know which ledger of the 
D'Amico dust, the pixie dust we're going to fall on? Are they going to over, over rely on the pixie dust and feel like they can just go get anybody at linebacker? Hey, we signed Blake Cashman to be a special teams guy, and then lo and behold, as Nick Casario said, we didn't have it on our bingo card, but he ended up leading us in tackles. How much of that is the D'Amico pixie dust? Yeah. Or are they going to go on the other side of the ledger and say, hey, man, this is this is the linebacker that's the head coach, and we already know D'Amico love him some good linebackers. He love does. him a linebacker. Are they going to overly invest? Are they going to underinvest or overinvest? I feel like it could be a blind spot for this team. Brandon Scott in the building. Coming up next, let's talk about this draft. What, what does B. Scott think about some of the dialogue that we've heard the last few days? What positions – uh, does he think they'll go with? What positions does he think they should go with? We'll talk about that first. I want to get you to the rodeo. Whiskey Myers, they're going to be performing at the rodeo. We want you to be there. Caller number seven in the spirit of C.J. Stroud, 713-572-4610. Caller number seven, you're going to the rodeo. I'm going tomorrow. Cannot wait. You're going to go see Whiskey Myers. Good luck. Next chance to win coming up at one. Coming up, draft clues here on In the Loop. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So, what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got D Lyman working out at the uh, NFL Combine. Have you gathered anything from D'Amico, Nick? Looked at what's going on with the Combine and thought about perhaps what direction you would like the Texans to go, or do you need to see free agency play out first? Brandon Scott with us here on In the Loop. Well, I mean, I think to have informed, like really informed takes on it, you do need to see free agency play out first, but they are like just separate entities. So based off of how the last couple of days have gone, and mm-hmm. I was hitting on this a little bit in the earlier segment, I mean, wide receiver. It's a deep wide receiver class. Probably if I had to go two positions that feel like areas where the Texans could focus in on, specifically with that with that first-round pick, mm-hmm. it's wide receiver and corner to me. There's a there's a obvious, like, there's a dire needed corner, and this is a deep corner draft, as we know. The needed wide receiver is not as dire but there is certainly a need. And again, it's a deep wide receiver class in terms of talent. So based off of sort of the supply and demand aspect of this, Mm -hmm. I'm gleaning 
wide receiver, corner as my spots to look see, at I'm not. for them. What, uh, what do you think? Uh, see, I think wide receivers got to be addressed, and maybe in a later round in the draft, but first round, I think it's going to be addressed during free agency. So I think the first round pick, maybe corner. It's a deep corner class. T- defensive line, man. I think that's where you can get. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to swoon on uh, Tavondre Sweat. Like in the first oh. round? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about that. You know how I feel about him. That I, dude, I, I admit it would be irresponsible, and I would even consider it. I, that it's dude, ridiculous. He weighed in at 360 and change, so he, he's back his to playing his, weight. Uh, his playing weight. That must yeah. be the limit of the scale. That's going to be one of my confessions. There's two players in this draft that I'm starting. We all, we all swoon, you know. I, there's two players that I'm like, ooh, uh, I'm liking him a lot, man. Yeah, Murphy and Sweat have been the guys, yeah. the local uh, Longhorns that are getting a lot of. Uh, but either way, I think you can go D, D line. Yeah, maybe you know. I'm just saying, I think that could be a first round. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think if if I had to go to a third position, I think D line would be it, yeah. it, it, specifically on the interior, like you're talking about. But dude, the wide receivers. I mean, we had Stoops on here last week talking about Franklin. it, man. They got like Franklin. He was mocked to be like the last pick in the first round, so like beyond available to the Texans. Mm-hmm. Mitchell's getting love now. Adonai from Mitchell, Texas. you you've got at least three dudes. It feels like that could be available to them at that spot. That I think in other drafts could go much higher than yeah. than they will yeah. in this in this one. So that's that's why that part of it intrigues me. Even though there are going to be, I agree with you that there are going to be wide receivers that are worthy that mm-hmm. are available later on in the draft. Xavier Worthy being one of them. I didn't do that on purpose, but Xavier Worthy being one of them from Texas. But to me, like, if you can go and get some of the top-end, high-end wide receiver talent in this draft, I feel like you should do it. And this year it's is unique that you can go do it still being at 23. Mm-hmm. If you can duplicate last year and you can find an impact player like Tank Dell in day two or something like That'd that, be or even in the back end of the first round, I think it, it would go a long way. Whether it's going to be defense, offense, I think that's going to be uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, for sure, it's uh, it, it's an interesting offseason, and and the crazy thing about it is, it's not realistic to expect that they're going to fill all their holes. You know, like we try to make like this perfect path towards, well, you're gonna you're gonna improve this area of your team, and then after the after free agency, you're gonna improve this area. Yeah. That, that's what they're gonna try to do. Yeah, but sometimes it takes, you know. Well, that's why you fill the roster. Or a year, you know. You know, the thing that we've been talking about, like these guys that you can, whether it's Blake Cashman or someone like Blake Cashman, that's where you get that, you know, you fill in those spots, you know. You're not going to have impact big-time players everywhere immediately, you know. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of my nervousness comes to or comes from. And the reason why I came in with that segment of three positions I feel good about and three positions I don't. And this has also been the lesson, not to bring it back up, but this has also been the lesson of the show feud that y'all have had over the last couple of weeks. It's like, hey, everybody wants to upgrade. Everybody understands that they got this money and I think is on the same page in terms of wanting to spend the money. But there also is an understanding, and this is where I feel like there was some disconnect between the shows. Mm-hmm. There is an understanding that you've got to feel the team and you cannot feel all the holes. You can't bring everybody back. You can't sign every free agent. You can't draft every player that you like. And so something's got to give somewhere, and we're just at a point in the offseason having not done the draft yet, having not gotten to free agency yet, to where every idea is in front of us, and we can kind of toy with all of them. 
But at some point, obviously, the rubber gonna have to meet the road, and they're yeah. gonna have to make some business decisions. Yeah, and, and they're gonna have to figure they're gonna have to figure some stuff out. I think the one thing that's really non negotiable is you, you got to improve the run game. However, yeah. y'all want to do it, like we can have a chicken or egg. Uh, that, you know, an, an argument can break out on the on YouTube or Twitch. Well, it's the offensive line, it's the running back or whatever. But they've got to improve the run game. It's Perfect all of it, though. Improving the run game, but though, priority the one. Well, but yeah, no priority one in terms of moves that you can make in the offseason. Yes, priority yeah. one is the running back. But make no mistake about it. Like they absolutely have to improve within. Like if this offensive line injured or not, like injuries be damned. If this offensive line looks similar to what it did this past season. I don't give a damn if they go dig up Jim Brown. Like, I, I, I don't care what they do. Like, yeah. this this is not going to look good. It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, that offensive line got to be better. It's got to get whole, I think, first and foremost. You got to put guys back at their natural positions, I think, secondly. But then also, they got to just be flat out better. And then on top of that, you're hoping that you obviously upgrade at the at the running back position. I mean, that's step one. I mean, that's why I think that's why it's the most is because there's there's different ways that you can figure out the receiver. But but step one, based on what the draft is and stuff like you got to at least give us some sort of clear picture of what the running back room is going to look like. And, and, to, and to be honest, wide receiver, depending on what they do during uh, free agency, if they go running back and wide receiver, whatever, you know, players you're talking about. Well, then we'll know exactly what the draft could look like, you know, or we'll look, we'll have a good idea of what the draft will look like in terms of their priorities. So, so y'all aren't, y'all aren't with some of these fans that I'm seeing on Texans Twitter that are just like, man, don't invest in running back. You can have anybody go play running back. What does that mean? Hey, yeah. hey like, what does that mean? Like, me, I don't get like what I, I'll tell you, I, I don't. I don't agree with it, but I'll tell you. I'll but tell you the what I'm investment saying. is not as high as exactly. It's, it's not as mm-hmm. high as the other positions, but the impact is still high. Man, I seen the dude uh, who we all know one of the one of the more popular, well, or I should say at least well, I don't know about popular, <laughs> but at least one of the more well known Texas Twitter folks, Brown Chubby Bear, retweeted a I graphic. I don't even follow him anymore. <laughs> this, this dude has got. I don't even listen to. Dude's got to a list of of. Super Bowl teams that didn't pay their running back more than a million dollars, and I'm like, oh, what, what in the hell does that have to do with this team? Man, he that that is more wasted he, time. Than- he's serious though, and and people are with this. Like he's not the only one. He is just a he is a microcosm of the nonchalant view of the running back position. Dime a dozen. Don't pay him nothing. Go get anybody. But you the, don't like need using, using Super Bowl teams as like the reference is like so weird to me. Because like, yeah, there's there's, there's the Patriots and the Chiefs. Like so that's the only that's all the success that we have is we're just we're just comparing it to Super Bowl teams. Well the thing that I don't like about it is and I I get because the argument is hey you should be investing on defense and I'm with investing on defense, I understand. Mm-hmm. But the argument is like the or my argument against it is Go look at the teams that were all there with a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. Like the Chiefs, their top running back was a late round pick, mm-hmm. but they did spend a premium draft pick on First a running round. back. They just yeah. they just didn't they get just it right. Didn't hit. Yeah. So it's, it's silly. Yeah, I, I mean it's just silly. He's also the one that said using the forty yard dash to determine success in the NFL is as useful as a toaster that only toasts on one side of the bread. I am not sure what that means. I, I Speed mean, tends to be important. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's obviously and I, and a gray I actually area. don't mind. With, do you toast both sides of the bread? I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, I don't mind having one side of my bread toasted, actually. That's a, that's a weird thing. Do you that's put butter point. and jelly on both sides? I mean, too? look, I'm not picking on the guy. I mean, but, it's not like, the end all be all. Yeah, but, 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 but I mean, yeah. every, look at everybody. Look at 
Look at the obviously the San Francisco 49ers went out and got Christian McCaffrey. The Detroit Lions, they went and first round pick. they mm-hmm. spent a first round pick on Jameer Gibbs and signed David Montgomery from a division rival. Yes. Like they they took the position seriously. So like all of the, the teams that are out here winning are out here taking that position seriously. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't just look at Super Bowl and say, okay, well, let's let's compare this. Yes. All right, give me Mahomes or Brady and then we can like and then we can talk. figure some stuff out. Uh coming up next. Nick Casario says it's silly season. What could be the silliest thing that we're talking about right now that's going to make us look foolish this time next year? Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, this is Nick Casario talking about uh, last year and silly season, as he puts it. Brandon Scott in the building for his weekly visit. This is what Nick Casario said yesterday live at the Scouting Combine, which, by the way, we'll be there uh, in about an hour with Cody Stutes, figure out what the hell's going on out there. I would just say going back to last year, there was quite a bit of misinformation out there about what happened or what the Texans were going to do. So really the only people that knew what the Texans were going to do were Coach Ryans and myself. So still a season, unfortunately. It makes for a lot of fun, makes for a lot of uh, dialogue. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. So we just try to focus on ourselves and try to make the right decisions for our team. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What? Okay. Silly season, dog. You heard oh, the yeah. man. That's so, right. what could be silly? Like, what? What could be silly? Like last year, obviously, he's talking about the quarterback plans and all yeah. that chatter, trade up, all that. Um, what? What could we be talking about right now that looks silly a year from now? Yeah. I mean, the Mike Evans thing probably is, but draft related, I'm not sure. I, I think overall, off season wise, it's probably the Mike Evans thing because they're not going to pay more than likely not going to pay $25 million a year for a wide receiver, even though I love the receiver to death. And, yeah. they, and since it ain't my money, I'd give it to him. Yeah. But I, I get how that's going to look silly or could look silly about a year from now. Uh, I heard you mention, Lopez, the Jalen Petrie thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I, I just feel but, like. But I, but I also feel like maybe, mm-hmm. like we've done enough now commentary on this to where I feel like the narrative has kind of been set and or reset well, on that. Well, my, my point is more like if they just trust him and don't do much at the safety oh, position. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you could end up looking silly. We'd feel silly for not talking more about what I've been saying. I think they need to go after a safety. Oh, okay. I well, really do. Well, along the lines of that I, I, logic. I'm con- I'm con- just real quick. Go ahead, no, conversely. Finish, finish, finish. Conversely, he could make us make that look silly. They've met with like most could, of the safeties, which they always do, but they, yeah. they've met with most of the safeties. But what I'm saying, he could kick ass and make my point look silly. Like, what were you thinking about going for another set? Look at Jalen Peach. It could kind of go both ways. Well, the, yeah. so so along the same lines, what I would – and I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. But what I would say would look silly, based off of how I feel right now, is if they just try to run it back and then do some plug-and-play situation yeah. with the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like obviously they got to – Figure out the risk. They don't go get a running back. That's going to be clearly silly. But if they also just think, "Hey, we this position of strength, and we've got Nico Collins and Tank Dell at the top of the depth chart there, and all we just need is some better threes and fours, which I do think is true. But if that's all they do, if they think they just need to do the bare minimum, bare minimum at the wide receiver position, I think that could end up looking silly. And if they don't, you know, draft one of these talented wide receivers somewhere, uh, come come April. What's with all these tackle mock drafts? Dude, that drives me nuts. <laughs> they they like Titus Howard less than you do, apparently. Well, Mel Kiper came out with his that's yesterday. That's what I'm figuring. I, I, I think they just don't even know Titus Howard's 
here. But that's <laughs> wild though, because he was a first round pick. Who that's was, a sign. Who, who was later paid? Yeah, that's a sign. So, so I, I know he didn't come from a big school. And Maybe he's they played just on a bad at him team. As a guard last year, and they're like, oh, he's playing guard. That's here. probably no. I know what it is. They don't know what the hell he is. Because as I've said and as I've mentioned, the man play a different position every other year. But they're not taking a tackle. Like that that's no, that's they're asinine. Not, they're not taking a tackle. They just no. paid the tackle. All these mock drafts have clearly y'all are not up. on the mock draft central. <laughs> look, I, I know they're trading up, man. <laughs> look, they're, and they're, this is multiples. This isn't like we saw one mock draft. No. This is like multiples. Yeah, there is an element to mock drafting that is just filling up time and space. You know what? But but this is this goes that far could beyond. Make us look silly. Ooh, if they go, if they actually they do. actually do travel, no, if they do that. That make them. Look them silly. Look, I was gonna say, nah, I, I'll, I'll take that because that's actually sleep. yeah, that's making sleep. them look silly. That's making them look silly. But we would look silly too because we're like, I, I, I see nothing about this that would make it make me think that they they would draft a tackle. Why does Titus Howard feel the need though on his Twitter bio to put only a right tackle? I, I like no, but my but why my does point he do anything is, but, on but Twitter? My point is like they've uh, you I, got paid, but that's calling out your coaches, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you, they literally paid you top five right tackle money. You, you moved to guard. You you sucked at guard. We know that. Mm-hmm. But why why are you even doing that? That's is it a, just because? Is it like are you just so focused on social media to where you're sending you just a message stuff out there? Like why does he have to say that? Yeah, I don't think that that's necessary. But I will say that's the one goofy thing that he's done on social media that, that I agree that, with. That yeah. I will agree with. Yeah, I do too. But <laughs> yeah. it's just but like, why would man, he do that? Well, because to hell with y'all for switching up my position because because of y'all mismanaging me. Now Landry Locker think I'm just some goofy dude on Twitter who can't play football. Hey, don't think it, they haven't noticed though. Oh well, I hope they did. Yeah, I, don't think I wouldn't do it noticed. hoping. I wouldn't do it scared, hoping that they didn't notice. Yeah, this is a message to the coaches, to Nick Casario, the McNairs, them damn selves, because they got to pay him. Mm-hmm. There's a guarantee to that deal. They can't just not pay him because he's goofy on Twitter. Look, <laughs> y'all, be, y'all better put me in my at the position that I'm supposed to be at and stop almost cussed and stop jacking around <laughs> with my position. I do hope he's good. Like I, I'm rooting for Titus. Of Howard. course, there's, not, there's nothing like he's not. He, he's just he's just he's funny he's like, interesting i think he's funny yeah he's interesting I think he's a funny guy the whole yeah. thing that you said earlier though i'm still thinking about like you know if they stay pat stand pat at the wide receiver position there is nothing that says you should stand pat and there's nothing about bobby slowick and D'Amico ryan's that would tell me that they're gonna i agree with that run it back like there's like, nothing they do nothing they say nothing they've said um uh, tells me yeah man you know, we'll draft a, a third-round wide receiver and add him to – no. I think you – nothing about that. They have to upgrade. No, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I will point out again, Nick Casario talking yesterday, mentioning Nico Collins unsolicited, saying he's going to get a question about it, and mm-hmm. he didn't until later on yeah. after the scrum, after the, the main media scrum. Like, that, that to me shows – that it is at least already on their mind that Nico Collins could be somebody that they end up having to pay. That's we, fine. We, which is fine. But I want a bargain. No, I get that. I no, want a bargain. But what I'm saying is under that, 20, under 20. I think that's what Nico is doing, and that's why he's dropping his name. But here's the issue. I wonder if that type of thinking could lead them to believe that they have more at the wide receiver position no, than they actually I have. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't so. But I, yeah. but I, but you're talking about what can we look silly about? Yeah. That could be the thing. There's no I, I don't think that, that, that they'll do that, but if they do – They'll look silly, and I look silly for not thinking that they do it. Yeah. Let's say, let's say you and I, like are, uh, uh, me, Lopez, Figgy, and B. Scott, are sitting in this room, and we're talking. And all of a sudden, the studio door opens, and in walks Bobby Slowick, D'Amico Ryan's, Nick Casario, Scout Goodhair, James Lifford. They sit down, and we're just having like a, a conversation about the wide receiver position, and we and we throw Nico and Tank to the side. Mm-hmm. What do you think that they think about their guys three through five? 
Uh, Mechie. I think they got Xavier a lot of respect Hutchinson. for for Robert. Where respect doesn't get you wins. That's why I worded it the way that I worded <laughs> it. Respect doesn't get you wins. I think uh, replaceable parts. Well, I yes. mean, I, I think yeah. must be replaced. I don't yeah. even think yeah. replaceable. I think must be yeah. replaced. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there is nothing about this position group and about the guys who run this team that tell me they're not going to try to upgrade. And and frankly, Landry, what you said, I thought about this earlier when I was when we were talking about this. I think Nick Casario is bringing up Nico, you know, unsolicited. Because he wants that bargain deal. Yeah, I think should. he actually wants to negotiate with Nico because he sure as hell ain't going to pay him twenty five million, twenty three million, or whatever it is. But maybe he, I think he's going to. He, I or, think he's, a, he's or like, wants to pay him before it gets to that point. That's what the saying. price of the he brick wants, goes up. He yeah. wants to negotiate with him. Let's get it done because that way you're locked up for a few years and we're not paying you twenty. Same thing they did with Titus last year. My exactly. Thing, my, my thing would be like, like, what does Nico think? Like, there, I don't think there's any way. Like, do you think Nico has the confidence to go out there and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna establish myself as like a twenty five mil plus receiver? Like, it almost makes sense for Nico to to mm-hmm. meet them in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it gives them the flexibility, it's whether it's free agent or otherwise, to bring in another guy. I mean, he, he's he's been hurt a lot. He's mm-hmm. been he's been nicked up. Like if you if you can go there, if you can get him for less than twenty mil, let's okay. go. That's cool. And let's go. Every time we have this Nico conversation, and, and this little pie, see Titus Howard. You know what I mean? Well, what like, I said, that's what like I said. Like getting paid a year early or getting the extension a year before it's necessary. Hey, see Titus Howard. Titus Howard got paid coming off of a pretty good right tackle year. Then they mess him around and put him at uh, – well, he's hurt. He starts the season off hurt. Yeah. And then he goes to guard and he's not good. And now nobody knows who he is. People, right. people are mocking uh, players and that's to, why I said, to go to his team and his position. Did you learn nothing from Titus Howard? Yeah. That's why I think he want, He did learn something. But, I think he wants to negotiate, get him at whatever that number is under 20, but sure as hell ain't going to get him at 25. But to your question, Landry, like what are they saying if they come in here and had this conversation about the wide receiver group? I feel like we got a window into it over the last couple of days when you hear D'Amico Ryan's talking about needing separators, mm-hmm. and then the next day you hear Nick Casario mentioned by name only Nico Collins and Tank Dell as if they're the only wide receivers on the team. Yeah. So – is it coincidence that Robert Woods and John Mechie, who struggled toward the end of the season to separate and to gain separation and to get open and catch the ball, that they didn't get mentioned in that little di- uh, soliloquy? No. So, yeah, no, they they obviously got to do something there. Let's play the hits here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. couple NFL updates. Uh, the Colts. They could franchise tag Michael Pittman Jr. if they don't reach a long-term deal uh, with him. Uh, the franchise tag, I think, is around $21 million. Michael Pittman Jr. last year, 109 catches, 1,152 yards, four touchdowns. Hey, I, I didn't like your Michael Pittman uh, quarterback list that you, that you rattled off there. What do you mean? I just I didn't think that it made your point. I thought the only quarterback that you named was Sam Ellinger, the major point. About what? All them other quarterbacks who were not good were still better than Davis Mills, I thought. Yeah, but it's a lot of quarterbacks. But they weren't they I mean, weren't the name that they were. I mean he had he had old Philip Rivers, yeah. old uh better than Wash, Davis Mills. Wash Carson Wentz, Better than Davis Mills. Uh washed Matt Ryan. Better than Davis Mills. Sam Ellinger not Foles, better than Davis Mills. Gardner Minshew better and than Aaron Davis fifteen. Mills. He's played with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterbacks. None as good as C.J. Stroud, and, and but if, six better than the ones that Nico Collins played with in his first two years. Well, he when he played, 
Right. Because Michael Pittman's missed five games Fair in his enough. entire career. Not, not, Nico's missed 13. I'll allow that. I'll take but, that. But there's no, there, there's, there's no, <laughs> my point is Michael Pittman has never played with a consistent quarterback. He's never played with a good quarterback, a quarterback as good as C.J. Stroud. And he's, he's produced at a decent level. I don't like, I, it was more so, and I'm not going to use the straw man Barkley segment. It was more so Sean Pendergast. Mm-hmm. At Sean T. Pendergast on Twitter, the guy who st- speaks at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. the face of the station, saying that, oh, have at it, Colts, if you want to franchise tag Michael Pittman Jr. No. But then saying, oh, Nico Collins, I'd pay him $25 million. <laughs> okay, yeah, that okay. was my like that right. was my thing. It wasn't like a tiptoe around. It's a guy who's missed 13 games compared to five in a shorter time who hasn't really played with a quarterback who's produced at a decent level versus Nico Collins. I, I don't put my chin up to Michael Pittman Jr. I think there might be some unrealized potential. I mean, there. you went through him earlier. His numbers are just flat out better. Yeah. Than Nico Collins. Fair enough. And Sean yeah. and Sean, by the way, for, for a man who's had some success in this life, both in radio and even before. Sales. That man do not like spending money apparently. Yeah. Or, or, or no. Doesn't like, like spending, spending it on guys like Dalton Schultz or Nico, I think. It's weird. He wants to run it back with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sean Sean Pendergast, and this is this is not bringing on past arguments. This is this is new. <laughs> yeah, you. big deal. Okay, this Lo- is new. Love you, Sean. Sean Pendergast, like if you're, I, I know he lives in that high rise uh-huh. over there. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening and and you know the high rise that Sean lives in, up his rent by three thousand <laughs> next year. He will be happy to pay it. What are you doing? All right, whatever, dude. Up his rent, <laughs> up his rent doing? by three thousand because he will be happy to pay it, much like he wants to pay Nico Collins twenty five million, <laughs> and he wants to franchise tag Dalton Schultz. So if you're listening, if you want to make some bread, up that rent by three thousand a Lord. month. Quadruple it. <laughs> here's chris ballard uh speaking of uh quarterback play anthony richardson he has started throwing here's chris ballard on the latest on anthony richardson um he started throwing he's on a rehab program we're not gonna i mean i lived through the last one okay and i learned a lot of lessons living through the last one so forgive me for being a little cautious and anthony i, mean, I know anthony's made some statements that it's important to be ahead of schedule well you know we're here to pull the reins to make sure we don't get too far ahead of schedule and we're staying with whatever the doctors are telling us. So, But he's in good shape. He's throwing. He's got a good throwing program. Got pe- good people working with him. So I, I'm encouraged about where he's at and where he's going. And All right. There you go. Andrew Luck, lesson for all. <laughs> yeah, don't take it for granted. Don't yeah. expect the QB to do yeah. too much. Yeah, man. I'm mm-hmm. going to be interested to see what, what Richardson looks like. Now, the other thing about him, mm-hmm. they're going to have Jonathan Taylor all year next year. Big help. Well, I mean, yeah. if if he's going to run like he did that final game against the Texans and you combine the athleticism with Anthony Richardson and the ability to do things. That was a nightmare. That could be a problem. <laughs> I, I feel like we'll know early, though, because we do know – the one thing that we do know is that Shane Steichen is good. Yeah. And so if, Shane, really if mm-hmm. Shane Steichen can't get it out of him, then it ain't going to be got. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, I do believe I that. I think that's a great point. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. B. Scott, appreciate you for coming through. Yes, sir. The three and three, if you want to go back and look at that at 11 o'clock. We're going to take a live trip to Indianapolis uh, coming up. Also going to hear from one of the more polarizing prospects in the draft uh, for, for reasons that you may be able to relate to. That's next. All right, so the D linemen are getting some work in right now. Tavondre Sweat, one of the more polarizing prospects this draft process we, we always hear about weight last year it was height it was bryce young's height 
This year it was Tavondre Sweat's weight. He actually weighed in at 366, I think it was, which was the same uh, weight that he <laughs> played at last year. I guess he cut some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, this was him yesterday at the podium just talking about what he brings to the table and what he's going to bring today as the Texans are in the market perhaps for a defensive lineman this was uh Tavondre Sweat uh breaking things down with the media types did you weigh in I haven't okay. weigh in tomorrow everybody that want to know you'll see tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you, you expecting where, where do you want to be expecting where, where do you want to be to be the most effective that you could be as a that's where I feel comfortable at. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty big increase from what you played at previous seasons. What was behind that decision? Uh, you know, you know how man is. I mean, you want yourself. Um, we got to grow into our bodies. This is me, as y'all see. I'm a big guy, big frame. That's just how it is. I just grew into my body, man. How much has your frame been a talking point with teams when you've been in interviews or had conversations? Everyone. Everyone. But uh, let y'all know. I'm doing everything at the combine before y'all even ask. Uh, I feel like a lot of y'all gonna be like, when I run this 40, you know? Shock, I'm gonna shock a lot of y'all, you know? So, so what do you anticipate running? 4-4, 4-5. Four, 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 <laughs> 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 kidding there. Uh, but Tavondre Sweat's a polarizing guy. I've seen people talk about him going anywhere from the first to the second um, to perhaps a slide. I, I don't anticipate a slide. I, I, could, I, see, I could see a scenario where both he and his teammate Byron Murphy go in the first round. But he's he's that guy who there's going to be polarizing opinions because there's going to be some people who say he might be a two-down lineman, can't get upfield, mm-hmm. all that. I don't care. You're, da- you're down with sweat, huh? Uh, I know Murphy is a stud. And, yeah. and, and I think you're higher I think he's on... he's number 13 on ESPN. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, yes. a lot of people, including yourself, are higher on Murphy. I'm not going to be... No, I, I like sweat, too. I like both of these guys. I, I'm not going to be shedding any tears if, if, if Murphy is the guy. I just think, like, fit, opportunity, you know, the the, the team uh, that, 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 would, that needs exactly that in, in the Houston Texans, big... Stud, middle of the line. I don't care if it's a two-down guy. I mean, I don't think anyone would care uh, because all of a sudden that makes it into a very much more often uh, passing situation. Um, I've, I've I've watched maybe four or five Longhorns games, maybe maybe not even that many in in total, like the whole game. I watched the Alabama game, the whole game. I watched like you know a couple of others, the the the, the, the championship game, of course. So probably about four games, and so this isn't like. Because he's got a good personality, because he's kind of funny. I'm talking about like if you just eliminate that, like what the Texans need, and his ability to clog the middle of the line like that, Landry. I don't need to tell you. You watched every one of them, every down. Like he is like off the shelf, ready for what the the Texans could use. Yeah, I, I think Murphy's kind of if if he's there, I, I could see them easily jumping on that. I don't know what, when they would like sweat. Could they? cross their fingers in hopes that he goes to the second round. I I don't know. And I think it's going to matter. It, it's going to depend on what's up with the uh, with the wide receivers as well, which which brings me to this. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. So we've talked about the wide receiver position a lot this offseason. Uh, Nick Casario has talked about a two-year plan, mm-hmm. which he laid out. The increments. This is my hypothetical, and, and I actually discussed this before the news came out that it looked like Michael Pittman Jr. might get franchise tagged by the Indianapolis Colts. But if if Michael Pittman Jr., let's say the Colts, the 
deadline passes next week on the 5th, and the Colts don't franchise tag Michael Pittman, if you were the Texans, would you look at Michael Pittman as potentially a two years down the line replacement for Nico Collins? Where do you sit in Michael Pittman versus Nico Collins? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Because I, That's I, a good question. See, I've been doing And it this, puts a lot of people on the spot. I've been doing the sign or decline <laughs> yeah. um, series with Cody Stutes on, on YouTube, and... Michael Pittman was the guy that came up today. And we're, we're doing it with every prospect. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it. And Stute said that he would sign Michael Pittman because he thinks Michael Pittman is a better player than Nico Collins. And we laid out all the quarterbacks he's played with, the fact that he's missed eight less games than Nico Collins, and that isn't even factoring in the game against the Jets where he left in the first series. Uh, the fact that... On one hand, you talk about Nico Collins has played with an elite quarterback one year, and you base it on that. And Michael Pittman has never played with an elite quarterback. He had more catches. Nico Collins had more yards and four uh, four more touchdowns. But if you could like if if you could sign Michael Pittman and have Nico Collins for one year, but then Michael Pittman replaces Nico Collins. Would that be something that you would consider? I'll put it this way. I said no, but I can understand where Stutes is coming from. No, uh, I, I think it's a solid point uh, by, by Cody. And the reason is, for me, is the same reason I don't want to give Nico Collins uh, all that money right now. Get him on the cheap, fine. Body of work. Like the body of work that Michael Pittman Jr. has has done is appreciably better than Nico Collins. He's played 17 games, 16 games, and 15 games the last three years. That's a better player. Like, he might not be faster. He's not known as a real fast guy, Michael Pittman Jr. He's known as a guy that gets open, you know, whatever. A savvy, you know, good catch, uh, whatever they call, you know, the radius and all that stuff that they talk about all the time. But his body of work is just better than Nico Collins. It's three years of production like that. Two of those years over 1,000 yards receiving. Nico Collins, we love you. <laughs> I mean, we think highly of you. Uh, but one year. So that – I. I think Cody's right. I would have to side with him. I really, really would love to hear what the discussions are with Nico Collins, with Nick Casario. Because mm-hmm. my thing is this. like, I, I bet that Nico Collins would be willing to give you a bargain deal. He was a second-round pick? Third. Uh, second. They traded up for it. That's they right. Traded up. Second. Yeah, they traded up. Um, he can get some money. I mean, let's be honest. What it's all about here, but does yeah. but do, there's also a risk. Like, yeah, he could lose the future money. You, you yeah, miss games. Teams are going to have a little bit more idea of what you're about. Is he going to bet on himself? Yeah, you know that's what it comes down to. Like, like what would be a reasonable contract for you? Three years, forty-two. I mean, if you're doing that, that's that's a steal, steal. Forty-eight. That's fourteen mil a year. That's sixteen mil a year. Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what Nico Collins is. I, I really like. I think he's good. But think I, about the bonus that he'd get and all that. I mean, the other thing is, do they feel like they need like a bona fide number one receiver? Well, I I, I said it earlier. I, I don't see. I can't fathom that they don't. I can't like this whole argument that we've been having and the argument among ourselves and. Where should we prioritize all these these fancy discussions that we've been having? And and they've been fun this, this last week. They really have. 
I can't fathom the Texans not thinking that they need a number one wide receiver still. Is I there? Just can't, I, 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 my mind can't go there. I, I want to ask y'all this. Do you think that there's like some sort of blueprint that the Texans should follow? Because that's the that's the thing that happens this time of the year, especially when you have hopes like the Texans. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Like you hear these models and we, we talked about the stupid tweet that B. Scott, I don't even know why he brought it to the air, quite honestly, but it was like, <laughs> well, the last Super Bowl champs have paid this much to a running back. I roll. So does that mean that I'm that, that you don't need a top receiver either? Because the Chiefs the last two years haven't had a top end receiver. Does that mean hey, let's just cut Nico? They actually just, got rid of their top receiver. Yeah, <laughs> so, so does that mean you just like look past that? Like Tom Brady after Moss and Welker, like they never want they never won a Super Bowl with Moss and Welker. So does that mean you don't need a receiver? Like that's is there like some sort of blueprint though that we can point to? Because a lot of times you you know. You say, well, they did it this way. They did it that way. I, I don't even know that. I don't think that there's like necessarily a a blueprint. And, and this is vague, but I, I think you do have to be aggressive. I think I think you have to be selectively aggressive when you do have this window that the Texans have. Yes. That's with CJ what, Stroud on the rookie quarterback. That, I don't think there's like a formula for, hey, look at this team did that or that team did that or the 49ers do this and the Chiefs do that. I think there's if, examples that you can pick if and it was, If it was, all 32 teams would be using that blueprint. Well, there's no blueprint to success. That 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 whole opinion is a kissing cousin of well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yes, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, he did. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> yes. And I don't want Pop Trent found Manu Ginobili <laughs> and Tony Parker late in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. They're all cousins of each other. Yeah, and I do they're think there's all. examples. Like I think you can point to Christian McCaffrey and the impact he had on San Francisco and what they invested. Maybe, maybe that's because I just no. believe in the running back. Maybe I'm just, but like the. I don't know that there's like some sort of blueprint. Like what? Let me put it this way. If you are going to find a blueprint, mm-hmm. and I think this is what we need to do, and I think it goes back to the San Antonio thing too, like mm-hmm. the Spurs. Don't point to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and tell me like that's like some sort of blueprint. That's that's if you have Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, you can figure stuff out and yeah. there's no formula Yeah, you could it. you could don't, put anybody in the, in yeah. the backfield if you had Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Because if you're going to use Super Bowl champs of the last 20 years, yeah. you, you flip a coin, there's a chance that it's Mahomes or Brady. <laughs> Let's just much. eliminate that. <laughs> Let's just eliminate that from yeah. the whole conversation. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Here's who, here's where I went with the, the two-year increments thing. And, it, and it's self you know, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of endorsing my own point here. I admit that. But when I heard two-year increments, my mind immediately went to this because you're talking about blueprint. In the next two years, if we're talking about the next two years, do the Texans stand a better chance of contending, like truly contending at the highest level via the draft and what they already have or via free agency and bolstering it? Because I think it's a no-brainer free agency. Like, if you want to really contend in the next two years, forget five years. In the next two years, it's free agency bolstering what you already but have. But I don't think it's necessarily spending big in free agency. No, and no, I think that's no, where no. it is. Like, I, I think it's I think it's just being productive in free agency, even if it's a better version of last year. Like, last year was kind of similar to the year before-ish. There was churning of the roster. But I, I don't think there's – and this is – I don't think you have to, like, go – Big game shopping. Like, I know Clint's talked about that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you dismiss it. I don't think you have to go big game shopping. Yeah, what what I'm saying, though, is, like, in terms of, like, pu- pushing the scales in your in your favor, 
free agency is going to be it. Don't, don't spend a lot. I've said that re- repeatedly. But via the draft, heck, I, I just I'm, I'm really starting to swoon with sweat. He could get fat and be what? nothing. Swoon with sweat? Yeah. He can play fat. No, I'm just saying the worst. You, there's no guarantees yeah. on the on the draft, whereas you get a little bit more of a guarantee with free agency. You know, I like Edgren Cooper a lot. Edgren, Edgren Cooper a whole lot. He might not be it. You know what I'm saying is like if in the if you're looking at just the next two years, the the closer thing to a sure thing is bolstering this lineup and enhancing the receiver and running back positions with free agents. If you're looking to for the, I think it's a draft for the next two years. I'm saying. Yeah, have a draft like you did last year. You're fine. Okay, but that's where the, it gets a little dicey. You know, you're not always, always going to have a draft like that. The you world. also had the number two and three pick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you yeah, know, especially you know. you're going you probably going to be flirting around the twentieth, the twenty. You've got twenty three fifty nine, and I believe eighty yeah. something. Uh, so that that's that's a crapshoot via the draft. If you're if you're talking to now, you want to hit them. You're still going to use those picks. And maybe you'll you'll have another great draft, but if you're looking putting the odds in your favor, it's free agency. It's free agency, free agency, free agency for the next two years. That's how you get there. I mean, that's just how I feel. People can disagree, and that's that's cool. But this is not the two three pick. This is twenty three fifty nine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you definitely don't have the same draft equity. It's different. Yeah. It's exciting, though. It's very exciting. There's trust. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of trust, right? Absolutely. I trust these guys in a lot. Process. And so, I trust them in free agency. I started out the show with this. I got another one. I'm going to take this in a different direction. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy, Figgy. Why do you look so nervous? I'm not nervous. I'm cool as can be, man. So I have a leap year take. I've heard one of your leap years at the same one. It's unnecessary, but but we'll 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 move past that. I, okay. I don't want to agree make, to disagree. Yeah, no we, we can agree to disagree. Um <laughs> No, Yesterday, it's wrong. By the way, I is, love is we, blind. I'm not trying to give it away. I saw you tweeted something. But one of the first, one of the people said she said agree to disagree. She said we're not agreeing with bleep. We disagree. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. You're yes. a weasel, but I but thank you very much yes. for saying that. We yes. Why do we have to agree to disagree? I hate that term. You know that. I hate it more than anything. Yeah, you know that. And a lot of times it's over something factual. But I'm not. I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. I have a leap year take. I can't wait for this. It should be a holiday. Like if we're if it's only going to be once every four years, we have a lot of weird holidays. Like leap year should be a holiday. Now that is a good take. I agree with that. If, now if that it, is a good take. It's an extra day. It really doesn't count. I only think you should be able to celebrate your birthday once every four years. But if we're going to have a leap year and we're going to add a day to the calendar once every four years, it should one hundred percent be a calendar. Now that be a, I, be I, a holiday. You are totally wrong on the it's unnecessary thing, and I think science will tell you that. We'll agree to disagree on that. But what? But what you just said. We're already we already are not getting paid for working today. I mean, we're not. Most companies, if you get paid monthly or annually, they don't take that leap year into effect into into account. So we're already working for free. We're we're not punching yeah. any clocks today, Figgy. We're working for free. So make it a holiday. Make it now that I can get down with. You're not technically working for free because you don't work daily. You work for the year. Now you're just, no, no, now you're just no, trying no. to get free stuff. No, no. You're being a freeloader. No, no. Like, if you're getting paid monthly, they don't add that extra day as part of the equation. Yeah, because it's for the month. Yeah. I'm just saying, you were working for free. No, we're not. No, because it's, it's still your annual. Here's the thing. Your annual salary is based on 365 days a year. They don't, on leap years, pay you, base it on 366 and give you a little more. Show me where it says 365 in your contract. 
So it says year. Yeah, but it doesn't say 365. It says year. Okay. Well, actually, guy. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, that's that, that, I'm just telling you. Hey, got, well, actually, guy here. My lawyer had. It doesn't say 365. It says year. Yeah. It might say 365. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. That it closely. says year. But I think it says year. Nevertheless, when they're calculating, it's based on 365 days a year. So you're working for free the 366. I know about that, John. No, I do. know about that, John. I do know. Coming up, <laughs> lunchtime confessions here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. We'll go live to the Combine as well. We're having a lovely time with you on a leap day, free or not. All right, live trip to the Combine coming up in uh, 15 minutes here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. But right now, it is lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions. It is time to confess. You know, sometimes things can kind of scar you mentally or emotionally or whatever. Nothing serious. I'm not talking about like deep-seated issues, but just in a sports world. So the Texans have three new hires on the defensive side of the ball. No big deal. Uh, Rod Wright. Pr- promoted baby. Rod Wright. Shout out to number 90. Ali came in. And uh, Bill Davis was hired away from Arizona as linebackers coach. Nothing really to, no hot takes here, but I'm still kind of like, I feel bad about this. That's a, that's the confession. Bill Davis was the best man in Urban Meyer's wedding. Okay. And he's, and he's Urban Meyer's best friend. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm saying that's my confession. There's still like a little stench. In the air, you so know. Be associated Urban, with Urban Meyer's Meyer is a good guy, right? Uh, What's wrong with Urban Meyer? Nothing. He's a great guy, right? Well, you'll hang out with him. Yeah, he just I, had a bad stint and uh, go Jackson. to a bar. Well, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's unfair that that I felt this, but allegedly, I'm like, uh, y'all can go to a bar murders. after the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confessing. That's the whole idea here. Coming clean. I shouldn't feel that way, but I'm like, eh. You can uh, use some Urban Meyer philosophy, man. Yeah. Like as far as football. Yeah, as long as he doesn't. Hey, what y'all doing after the game? That's what I'm saying. I don't. I shouldn't feel this way, but I'm. I was looking up these guys and reading about them, and I'm like, oh, best man at Urban Meyer's wedding. Oh wow, uh, Urban Meyer's best friend, like, like best buddies, like vacations and everything else. He's a hell of a guy, probably. He's a hell of a coach, probably. And my confession is, I just can't. It just hit me funny, you know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me it's all cool. <laughs> And you're all about Bill Davis. I'm fine with Urban. Yeah. He did a good job on Fox. I didn't think he was going to be able to come back and do his thing on Fox. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Fine with it. What's this segment called? Confessions. That's why I did it. Watch this. I got to confess, I'm starting not to care about Dalton Schultz, man. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel like the Texans... Don't care. ...could perhaps find somebody that is in this free agent core that could maybe be a little bit more complete, maybe not as good of a receiver, but mm-hmm. maybe whether it's guys with unrealized potential or not. I'm start I'm starting not to worry about this Dalton Schultz thing as much as I thought I would. I think it would be kind of an overreaction. I, I think Nick Casario and the way in which he speaks on two year plans and all that, I, I think it would just be very weird for Nick Casario to allow the market to speak to him, which is what he did. Get Dalton Schultz at a bargain, and then after a 
good year from Dalton Schultz, all of a sudden overreact yeah. and overpay Dalton Schultz. That just doesn't seem very Nick Casario-like, and I don't think that the Texans are going to fall off if they let Dalton Schultz walk. Like, all this money that we're talking about saving and using in other areas, if you can get one of these other guys for $5 million less than Dalton Schultz, I don't know how much the play even really falls off. Yeah. And I also think that it would be a good thing of not taking something that you benefit from and then all of a sudden overpaying. Nick, uh, Nick Casario is really, really smart and really, really... It's the know, nicest thing you've ever said about it, it. it. I've always said he's smart. He's really, really smart, and he's proved that he doesn't get silly when it comes to, to stuff like this. Well, he he'll be very. Like that's where that New England Patriots yeah. way come into play he, too. He'll be very measured with how he spends money, but I think he'll spend it bigger if he needs to. My my whole point on your on your confession is this: he said a couple of times at least he, he's going to let the market dictate uh, what they do. I think that speaks to Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins. I I, I really do. Watch this. I want two guys, and there's no way I can get two guys because I think they might both uh, out of the draft because I think they might go, both go in the first round or early in the second. Uh, we mentioned Tavondre Sweat. I think he's perfect, perfect for what D'Amico Ryans uh, could do. The other one is Edgren Cooper. Edgren Cooper, the linebacker out of A&M, uh, absolutely shooting up boards with his speed. I'll be very interested to see what he does. So you just want to stay in Texas. I want to stay in Texas. I think one of those two guys would be absolutely – those are my two, whatever, draft crushes, whatever you want. Field Yates said that uh, the game that uh, Edgren Cooper played against Alabama is on the very short list of the best game any defensive player in college football played this year. He is really good, as is Sweat. And I think those are my two guys that I'm already kind of – So that's Lopez's philosophy? What? I only need a tank of gas, and I can build me a good football team around here. Uh, how'd Give you get that out of, of what I just said? <laughs> I, 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 just, I can stay in this state. All I need is all I need is fifty-five dollars. I can build me a ball club. <laughs> see all the see all the players I need. Put a fence around Texas, and I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, who was it who said that? It was Daryl Royal, I think. Back in the day, uh, it might. Yeah, yeah, he said to build a fence, but I, I remember yeah. uh, Chad Morris uh, when he was at SMU. He ended yeah. up leaving and fumbling at Arkansas, yeah. but he was like, "I don't need about a quarter tank of gas, and I think we can build a ball, a ball club yeah. here." I think Daryl Royal was something like, and it's been before my time, but he's not lying. Put a fence around Texas, and I'll beat your ass. Yeah, I, because I, all those. I think it was because all those players, players were leaving were losing to Oklahoma yeah. and uh, Bud Wilkinson. Remember, yeah. you know, all that yeah. stuff. He's like, if I could just put a t fence around, t and he was not wrong. No, he's true. he's very he's <laughs> he was, very right about that. He was not wrong. I gotta confess, I'm shocked that Figgy doubled down on these brisket fries and brisket burgers. Oh, he's all about it. Your social yesterday. media presence is just jumping. The uh, Killens Barbecue and the uh, Trill Burgers yeah. collaboration. Yeah. Uh, Figgy kind of tripled down on that yesterday. I got to confess. Patrick I, Creighton jumped in. I thought that might be one that he wants to uh, walk away from. Nah, I'm actually shocked that you're not down for it. It's, it's like this is foreign to you, man. It's a, it's a bunch of places that put brisket on fries. Well, I'm talking about brisket on burgers, too. It's I don't mind much. brisket on a potato. Well, not nah, like a baked potato. That's a loaded loaded potato. Yeah, yeah. loaded fries. Yeah, that I'm good with. I don't understand that. I mean, loaded fries, loaded potato. Yeah. That's kind of similar. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. I, I think it's the fried. Pie. I also just don't think anyone would say if they didn't like it. 
Yeah. It's it's also a lot mm-hmm. at a rodeo too, man. You had oh, like you, this you, the wildest have, thing at a rodeo. You'd have to sit down and got not get anything. <laughs> See, I like to like get the lit like like one corn dog and a and a whatever you know. Some dry fries, funnel, funnel cake, or something. Some yeah. corn and little stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but that have a corn. Whole, I ain't getting no corn. Have a whole meal like that. <laughs> you look like a corn guy. I can see you getting corn. What's a corn? I can guy see. Look I can like? see you. What is a you corn look like guy a corn guy? guy. Like? I've never gotten just corn get a little cup of corn. No, I'm not getting. <laughs> I get a little butter. No, <laughs> I don't understand that. The corn. It's one of the. That's one of the weakest. Uh, fair, fair foods. Not the Mexican corn. No. Yes. They'll put mayo on it. Yes. Or cream. Disgusting. And and then little spices. Come on, man. Corn. Grow up. (laughs) Watch this. Hey, man. We got some uh, conference uh, action, college basketball action happening, and we already have an internet sensation. What do you mean, conference basketball? uh, uh, End of conference college basketball tournaments upcoming. Um, I thought you were saying they were going right now. No, no. I'm saying we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Have you seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? C-R-E-A-M. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Robbie Avila from Indiana State, which, by the way, Indiana State's really good this year again. First time since Larry Bird. <laughs> 35 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He wears goggles. He's, yeah, I'm about to say, is that to do with the goggles? Goggles, kind of pudgy. He had 35, 8, and 5 steals uh, last night. Uh, I'm. Uh, there's another... There's another College basketball tournament crush to be. Uh, I can tell you right now, he's going to blow up, and I'm going to love it. Did you see any of the highlights? I did not. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Did not see that, man. Yeah, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's a machine. He's nice and pudgy. He looks like the guy in the pickup game that'll blow you away and you and never gets picked first. Indiana State's good this year. That okay. much I know. No, they no they are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Oh, you could take him? No, I mean no, you but could take him off the dribble. That guy is not doing anything in in like a big game. Yeah. That is not happening. They play in a good conference and uh, they might uh The do Valley? Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Missouri Valley? Are you kidding me? Come on. Uh, that, that dude that dude is going to get worked in the tournament. You don't think the Missouri Valley Conference is good basketball? He is going to get worked in the tournament. They're twenty-four and five. Well, twenty-five and five now. They won last night. Who's that? He's going against. That was Evansville. Yeah. Okay. How good are they? It's the Missouri Valley is a really good basketball conference. You know that. Yeah, he looks good, man. Yeah, looking good. <laughs> you could take him. I'm not. I'm not comparing him to me. <laughs> I mean that that might be closer to him than him oh, playing brother. against Duke or something. <laughs> like him playing against Duke or UNC or something like that or the Cougs. Yeah, that uh. it, he might need to stay in this weight class. But oh god, no, I'm not saying that. Let's go to the combine, man. We got some uh, some important workouts going on at the combine. Let's go out there. Uh, combine visit with Stutes next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop. With John Lopez and Landry right, let's Locker. Let's go out to Indy. Cody Stutz is at the NFL Combine. Stutz, uh, we'll, we'll get to what's going on on the field right now. Lopez has a he, – he is a chubby chaser because he loves Tavondre Sweat. What? You love Tavondre Sweat. You like big guys. Uh, but what, what, was the, what was the biggest dialogue, though? Who spoke today? What did we hear? Who's visited with the Texans? All that. Let's start there. So the corners, the safeties, and the – very small tight end group all talk today. 
And from a cornerback perspective, man, it feels like the Texans are checking in with all of the top corners. Terry on Arnold said that he loved his visit with D'Amico Ryans, the corner out of Alabama. He was pretty confident. He was saying, hey, I'm the best corner. I got the best mentality. He said it's great to talk to an Alabama guy like D'Amico Ryans about playing defense. And then he mentioned, hey, you know, Will Anderson's down there. Would love to catch up with him, you know, because we've played together before. But they also have a meeting set with Nate Wiggins from Clemson, who is going to be very fast if you listen to him in the 40-yard dash. And somebody was saying, hey, they said you run a 4-5. He's like, nope, I do not run a 4-5. I mean, like, he was very upset that people were saying he runs a 4-5, that he's going to be much faster than that. He's one of the top corners in this class. They talked with Quinion Mitchell at the Senior Bowl. Um, Mitchell didn't make it to the podium while I was there today. So sometimes these medicals run late. A lot of these guys were saying that they've spent, you know, 10, 11 hours at the hospital getting all the medical checks um, so that's kind of pushed back some of the uh, conversation. But they have talked to some tight ends as well. Uh, Theo Johnson, the Penn State tight end, um, Canadian, which I think is interesting because there's another Canadian tight end, Tanner McLaughlin from Arizona. They don't know each other, but they're two of the more impressive tight ends, and they're both Canadian. And there's not a lot of Canadian football players uh, that make it to the NFL level. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But the the absolute just – immediate crush that I had here at the Combine today was listening to Cade Stover, the Ohio State tight end, talk about Ohio State, talk about his mentality, how he approaches football, how he wants to be a great teammate, how the commitment to the team is actually the commitment to yourself. Like basically all the stuff you hear D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario talk about with the Texans mentality. And then he was asked, have you met with the Texans? He said, yep, talk to him. I love C.J. Stroud. For, we go way back. I, I, I love that dude, and I would, I would love to play with him again. And I was just like, okay, sign me up. You know, you, you, use the second, use the third-round pick, whatever you need. Sign me up. He's one of the top tight ends. He's probably checking in three or four as far as the tight end rankings go. So Kate Stover immediately turned into a draft crush for me as he talked about football and then talked about CJ Stroud. Now we all know and you know we, we we always read we always get sucked into it and read too much into who these players uh spoke with uh, et cetera et cetera but the number of cornerbacks and I was follow I'm, I've been following you on Twitter and it's just a, an incredible number of cornerbacks with whom uh the, the Texans spoke is just kind of head spinning and it might be a little bit more telling even though you know we might look like fools in the long run here cornerback seems to be one that they're definitely keeping an eye on for the draft they, they i feel like they have to just because this cornerback free agency market is is not great and you know this isn't a report when i say this but a lot of people that i've talked to here in indianapolis don't believe steven nelson's coming back um you know people uh, around football believe that the injuries at the end of the year combined with his age, he's not going to find the market that he wants um, until somebody maybe gives him a little bit more and then the Texans would be comfortable ha paying him to bring him back. So uh, it, with Steven Nelson potentially on his way out, you've got to look at corner. And, and, and maybe it's 23rd overall, and maybe it's the second round, or maybe it's the third round so that you've got a guy who is maybe a developmental guy that mm -hmm. can sit behind a veteran you sign. But, yet, John, you're right. I I, I, I walked by a bunch of different corners and just kind of was asking them and talking to them, and it feels like if it wasn't a, a formal visit, which you get 45 of those here at the Combine, 
It wasn't a formal visit. They at least had an informal conversation with the guy. And then a lot of these guys who were senior bowl corners, they've also gone and talked to them again. So Kalen King from Penn State and Cam Hart from Notre Dame, uh, both guys that were senior bowl guys, talked to the Texans there and then talked with them again here at the combine in an informal setting. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely doing their homework on these cornerbacks. What about the uh, the D linemen? They spoke yesterday. Lopez is uh, speaking of cap he's, crushes. He's a big Tavondre I mean, I mean, Sweat guy. Draft man. crushes. He's a big Tavondre Sweat guy now. Hey, I mean, uh, I, I get it. There's not a lot of guys like Tavondre Sweat. I mean, there's just they just don't make human beings that big and good at football very much anymore. You know, I think back to like. You know, Casey Hampton back in the day, I used to always say, they just don't make people like Casey Hampton anymore. And Sweat's not that type of guy because he carries and wears the weight a little bit better than Casey Hampton did. But, I mean, Sweat's a unique guy. And, and, and the Texans have a lot of guys that are, you know, about 6'3 and 300 pounds. They don't have someone like Tavondre Sweat, who's a big guy over 330, 340 you know, 365, 375, you know, whatever his actual playing weight is. You know, they don't have a guy like that, and he's not a one-trick pony, man. I, you go watch him at Texas. You, you, you watched, I watched some of the, the individual drills and, and the, the two-verse-one drills at the Senior Bowl. Like, this is a guy that he's not going to be Eric Donald rushing the passer, but he's not going to be totally inept at getting to the quarterback either. Devondre Sweat is, I mean, look, if he starts to fall, if he's there in the second and you want to make that investment, it's maybe, you know, maybe a little bit of luxury if you're doing that. But if he's there in the third round, I mean, they just don't make human beings like him. So I'd make that investment in him. His, his teammate, Byron Murphy, loved him. He said that he was blessed to have known Tavondre Sweat and played football with him, and Sweat made his job so much easier. And then someone told me, one of the draft analysts, that, hey, Byron Murphy is perfect for the Texans. And then one of his colleagues leaned over and said, ain't no chance he's going to be there for the Texans. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, you know, if you can't get one Texas line, then maybe you go for the other Longhorn. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> Cody Stutes with us uh, here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. We've been having this discussion, and, and you threw this opinion out when we were doing uh, a discussion about Michael Pittman Jr. In, in a hypothetical world, you, you actually – think that if Michael Pittman hit the market, you would be in on Michael Pittman. Explain yourself why this would be the case. Michael Pittman has caught touchdown passes from Carson Wentz, the skeleton of Matt Ryan, Gardner Minshew, I think one from Anthony Richardson, and Sam Ellinger. Put him with a really good quarterback and a really good offense, and let's see what happens. I feel like Michael Pittman, on a better team with a better quarterback, would have an A.J. Brown-like explosion. Brown was good in Tennessee. He got great in Philadelphia. When the offense was better, the quarterback play was better. I feel the exact same way about Michael Pittman. I believe he is an untapped player in the, in the NFL. And if he sticks around in Indianapolis and they franchise tag him or extend him, I'll certainly understand him sticking around in Indianapolis. But if he hits the open market, I believe some team's going to make him very rich, and I believe some team's going to get a very good wide receiver from day one who can turn into a great wide receiver. He's got a long track record of success with a variety of different quarterbacks who weren't any good. They can put him with a good quarterback, and let's see what happens. And from a Texans perspective, 
yes, an investment in Michael Pittman probably means that Nico Collins is not going to be on the Texans very long. But you can sort of gimmick this thing together for, say, two seasons with Nico Collins by using you know, the final year of his contract and a franchise tag and also have Pittman for those two seasons. So how does two seasons of Michael Pittman, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins sound to you? Because to me, it sounds pretty damn awesome. Uh, one more thing on the combine itself and what you're seeing, because I, I, I'm also very high on linebackers uh, for uh, the Texans. Uh, Sweat, uh, I want to put a fence around t- uh, Texas, basically. Uh, Edgar and Cooper, for me, is a perfect D'Amico uh, linebacker, just like Sweat might be a perfect DT. Uh, what, have, what have you got out of him and other linebackers? Man, they've talked to a couple of linebackers. Peyton Wilson from NC State. Um, uh, Eichenberg, the Ohio State linebacker, it feels like kind of it feels like this year's version of Henry Toto. I don't know that he's going to be an incredible workout guy, but he started a ton at Ohio State. Uh, he was he, he called the defense at Ohio State. His teammates call him a leader. Uh, one of his other teammates said he was like the grumpy uncle when people would mess up on defense. He'd come in and, and correct them and fix things in the defensive room. And so Eichenberg feels like a, a very – you know, hey, he, maybe he's this year's Henry Toto, and hopefully Toto moves up the depth chart, gets a little bit better. And then, look, they would be foolish not to check in and at least see with Cooper, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., those top linebacker guys. Like, checking in on those guys, again, may not test out of the gym like Peyton Wilson's going to, but we know as much as anybody, D'Amico Ryans cares a tremendous yeah. amount about the between-the-ears of that linebacker, and especially if you're drafting a guy maybe in the second or third round that could eventually wear the green dot, call the defense, have D'Amico in the headset, he's got to feel really good about that guy's football instincts and ability to understand and translate that defense and make the adjustments and things like that. And I thought that was another interesting thing from Nick Casario where he said, hey, you know, when you do watch guys practice or you watch games, watch them adjust their teammates when they have that responsibility. Do they do it and always get it right? Do they do it and get it wrong a lot of times? Do they do it and their teammates don't listen to them? You know, that's something that, 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 to pay attention to when you do kind of take a peek at some of these guys' uh, highlights or games that they play. All right, I got to ask you a question because it is uh, leap day. Do, do you think that if it's leap day that you should be allowed to celebrate your birthday each year or should you only be allowed to celebrate it once every four years? Okay, so you, so if you would, if you were forty years old, you'd actually be ten years old. No, no, it's just a matter of celebration. Like once you get there, like you're basically like you missed the day. Yeah, like so, so like let's say, let's say you were born right now in. Okay. Let's say you were born in what? What year is it? Twenty twenty four. Let's say you're born in two thousand three. You turn twenty one today, but then the year after that, you're twenty one A, twenty one B, twenty one C, and then you go up to twenty five. <laughs> But you were not. But you're actually not officially 22 because there's no birthday. So should should you be able to celebrate each year, or should you have to wait every four years? I, I feel like you should be disqualified from anything more than a small gathering and non-official birthday years. Come on. And if, and if I had a friend, I would uh, I would I would give them smaller gifts in non-birthday years and bigger gifts in, in birthday years. Thank you. You're both nuts. Thank People you. have birthday weekends. The other thing People is, celebrate their birthday not on their actual day. If, if you turn 21 like, and you were born on a leap year, if, they, if, if the year that you turn 21 there's not a leap year, you still shouldn't be allowed to drink. Like, Let's say you're turning Cause 21. Because you're 20A. 
No. You're 20 A, 20 B, 20 C, so you don't get to drink till you're 24. No. Like, it's let, just the way good the luck telling somebody crumbles. that. Like, like the cookie Cody, crumbles, let's say you turn 21 on a Sunday, but you have work the next day, so you celebrate it on the Saturday or 25, whatever it is. You celebrate your birthday on other days anyway. Yeah, but that's because your birthday happens to fall on a day. It didn't fall. <laughs> it didn't fall. It didn't fall. I feel like you both make some salient points. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you get back to the combine. Looking forward to it. Running backs and uh, receivers tomorrow. Is that where we're going? Yeah, running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. But anytime, anytime somebody brings up a quarterback to me, I just walk away and start laughing at them. Yeah. And they're on the field this evening, right? Yeah, so D-linemen D and linebackers are the work. So they, they kind of changed it up this year. Measurements and workouts are all in the same day, and they kind of staggered it. Um, so you get D-linemen and linebackers tonight, and then tomorrow you'll get uh, you know, safeties, corners, and tight ends, and then quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers right. after that. And then the big, the big fellas are the, are the, uh, the, you know, the West Coast college football game that yeah, not everybody's going to watch. watch tonight, and I'm going to be posted up on the combine. You need to talk to Xavier Worthy in uh, Whittington, by the way. For sure. I need to talk to Whittington. He's not going to get a lot of attention. Just just go over there and say what's up. I will. I will. I'll tell, I'll tell him Landry Locker said hello. Yeah, tell him, hey, man. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, mind the Texans bringing, what's up? wouldn't mind the Texans bringing him into camp. What, Appreciate you. What, what, one more small thing about uh, uh, Texas players. I did find it interesting that the Texans do not currently have a meeting set with Jatavian Sanders, but they do have a meeting or had have, had have a meeting with a bunch of other tight ends here at the Combine. So, I don't know if maybe they feel like Sanders isn't going to be there or they just haven't set the meeting yet, but no Jatavian Sanders for the Texans just yet uh, from that standpoint. That's cool. Uh, he did say that he would fit in with the Dolphins, so maybe, maybe you know, kind of we'll see. similar system. We'll see what happens. It's, it's fun times ahead. Uh, good trip with uh, Cody Stutes here on Sports Radio 610. Coming up, the battle at the important position when it comes to the Houston Texans next let's go around the nfl to keep you in the loop this is houston's sports leader sports radio 610 all right salary cap increase here's nick casario talking about the uh, increase in the cap and the impact that could have on your houston texans by the way slime off early edition oh wow coming up in 20 minutes Here's Nick Casario, though, talking about that cap increase. We were already in a decent position, so, and I would just say it's probably potentially could be more of a one-time thing. So depending on what the number is, maybe gives you a little flexibility. Could be add a singular player, could be add multiple players at a certain tier or level, whether or not you use the money this year and push it to next year and roll it to next year. So I would say the result of what happened the other day doesn't necessarily change our thought process about how we were going to approach free agency. This was always, this was funny to me. So maybe there's instances where the cap increase benefits certain teams more than others. Like let's say that you're very low on cap space. Maybe it helps a little bit, but everybody's getting the same increase. So how much does it, will it really impact? Maybe the franchise tag, discussion that we hear no this is another instance where you're kind of in my head because i'm i'm right i was just about to get out of there uh yeah it can be dangerous it can be dangerous uh but i was i was just about to say it it doesn't matter to me and maybe that's wrong when the salary cap goes up uh other than maybe you know as you said maybe there's a team that's over the cap that wants to just kind of get under the cap a little bit whatever 
But, it, like, the Texans, are, it's not going to change their plans in the least bit. What's your salary cap this weekend? Like, John Lopez is going. Good Lord. Like, under any circumstance, like, if, like, an impulse buy comes up, like, well, what is it's your, our, it's our is, anniversary this weekend. Okay, so what is your absolute salary cap? So Let's get a salary cap. So it's going to go up. So how much How much are we talking? Like, how much are we talking? The most you'll spend. And, and something can happen. Let's say you get an opportunity to buy a new reel or something. What's that? What's like, 5000 the hell out of here i'm just saying like <laughs> it's negotiable like something crazy happens any given weekend five thousand no you wouldn't even spend that on your wife hell Come no on. oh man it's not her birthday what if something comes up <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh this weekend's going to be a little higher than most weekends so five thousand no three <laughs> no two <laughs> okay so how much does dinner tonight at lock bar cost oh we're going to probably get hunks. a bottle of wine, a couple, couple drinks. Hunks. Okay, so there's 200 And then uh, I'm going to take her out with Captain Dean and, and his lovely wife uh, tomorrow night. Down a little double date. She's got a double date with the Bite Me podcast. Yeah. Can't get For an anniversary? And she yeah. had to spend Valentine's Day So with you us. working on your anniversary pretty much. No, no, they're friends. Okay. Yeah, they're friends. All right. Uh, so that'll be at, uh, at uh, Latitudes down in Rockport. That's a pretty good... You know what? I'm probably going to go grand this week because of the okay. anniversary. Okay, so give or take. But give, or, but generally speaking, my my salary cap is probably for a weekend two fifty. All right, Figgy's going to the uh, to the fair. That's right. Your your salary tomorrow. cap's going. He's up. going to the he's going to the fifty cent concert. I'll be there as well. Mm-hmm. What's your salary cap tomorrow? Like, what's the what's the max like that Figgy will spend at the fair? Because you're spending thirty eight dollars on those bun B fries, right? How much are those? I like mean, if bucks? so, that's the meal. That's dinner right there. Yeah, those are 40 bucks, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, How that's much? dinner. Killings with uh, Bum B fries. Okay. Yep, that's so, 40 yeah. right there. Um, probably, it's probably closer to 25. I don't I don't want to give out fake prices. <laughs> <laughs> so um probably like no more than a hundred dollars for sure. For sure. For sure. For the weekend? That's, and that's stretching it. Nah, yeah. for, just for the fair. Oh. Just for the fair. No more than a hundred. Yeah, no more than a hundred. Brother, when's the last time you went to a fair? Last year, <laughs> I mean, you're a, you're a walk by a turkey leg from 15. More yeah, out. but I, I got the fry, I got the fry, I got the loaded fries. That's all I need. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm getting that. I'm going inside for the concert. Man. I might buy a drink. That's it. I, I don't My like, wife don't drink. I don't like your commitment, man. The drinks <laughs> twenty. So, man, you're. Are you sure? I don't be walking around buying a it's lot of stuff like that. that. Are you sure yeah. that you want to invest your entire you it on some brisket fries? You think you think a hundred dollars is you think that's too little? Um when you're walking around. And mind fair? you, I'm just going Friday. I'm okay. just going Friday. That's okay. it. All right. I mean, how about you? You're going. But I drink, man. About five hundred. <laughs> but, but I drink, man. My wife, my wife will probably have a couple drinks. I see. That's I the know. thing. We don't drink like that. Yeah. One fifty. Are you gonna be up more than that? Yeah. yeah, you'll be at two hundred. I mean, I'm not getting killings and bun B fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you getting beer, which is more. Nah, I'm just. I might get a a big. I, I, I'm trying not to eat as many carbs. So probably like a turkey leg. That's perfect. Maybe big. Uh, yeah. The big. That's perfect. Get you a salad too. A little corn. Mm-hmm. Nah, no corn. I'm never. I'm not. <laughs> what do you have against corn? It's, I mean, it's whack. It's whack. <laughs> what are we doing? Corn is. I like whack. throwing it on the grill in the back. Like going to a fair. Hey, let's get some corn. The Mexican corn. Get a cup of corn. Yes. <laughs> is that is that the is that the weird, worst street food ever? No. Hey, it's let me one get of the best. Corn. It's one of the best. That's. 
I mean, what are we doing? We're having a delicious. I get it, like popcorn, caramel corn, like no Mexican street corn, corn dogs. <laughs> but like, what? What? It, when did this happen? Like, what? What, what is this? Probably centuries I can, ago. I can understand funnel cakes. Maze. Like, even like your brisket fries. You want to do what you want to do. Go ahead. But what? There's like corn stands. Yes. Oh, look at the corn. Like, yes. We we roasted some corn and we're gonna put some slop on top of it. What slop? John, I mean, like, it has like either cream or mayo, and then the Mexican how, spice. How is that in the it's mix with delicious. all these other? With have all you these ever other had tasty it? Treats. How are we getting? Have corn? you ever had it? Have I had corn? Come on. No, no, that kind of corn. Oh, John, why would I do that? Because it's delicious. Like, what? Why would I do that? Why don't you just put some green beans up there too, and put some damn sauce on them? Like, what, because what are it's we not, doing? It's not as good. Corn. That's why. Yes. Like, how did this happen? Because it's delicious. And now we're like brainwashed to thinking that that's cool. No, we're not. Oh, we, look we, at that funnel cake. We, we're adults. Oh, my God. We look at decisions. those foot-long hot dogs. Oh, look yeah. at those turkey legs. Look at those. Uh, oh, cheesecake on a stick. Oh, my Oh my they got that fried Oreos and fried cheesecake corn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what, what is what is this? Man. Corn is like a fourth string side. There are so many people that go out of their way to get the Mexican. So when you corn. go to a homestyle restaurant and they have all the sides listed, they got the fried okra. Mashed potatoes with cream gravy. Mashed potatoes with dark gravy. Uh, all this stuff. Corn? Yes. How does corn make it to the fair? I, you know, corn is probably corn is probably in more foods than any other thing. I, any other I know thing. it. Yes. But I, and I can Mexican get down with street that. corn with the spices and what they have on it is just delicious. Corn? Yeah, it's actually kind of refreshing, too. I. I guess. How about a how about a fresh squeezed lemonade, or a a, a Actually, nice people get cold lemonade beer. at the fair. That's refreshing. Yeah. Ice cream, man. Look at that ice cream. That ice cream looks great. Holy crap! Look at the what what flavor is that drink? Oh, they got slushes. That's refreshing. Corn. Just the fact you're selling it as refreshing tells me that it doesn't belong. No, it is refreshing. It can be. Yes. Once again, you're getting dragged and dragged and dragged, just like your your uh, corn. Yes, just I mean like- there's a time and place. Corn is always on the grill. Like I've, I got my Traeger. <laughs> corn is always getting thrown on the grill right there up top. We're spinning Mexican it. Mexican street the corn. Butter, all that. So type what's of your stuff. what's your top five things at at the rodeo to get? Like if you go to the carnival part, it's top interchangeable. Five it's interchangeable, but corn is not even in. That's not even like a thing. What is? That? I would at least put corn five. Five. Yeah. Uh, that a lot be. of people have it in the top five. Five. Yes. And I'm not even a corn guy. Okay. And I You've at least had Mexican put, Street corn. I had it before. Isn't it it's good? okay. Yeah. yeah. My wife like it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. good. All right. I mean. Landry is uncultured. Uncultured? It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? It's I'm Mexican not, Street corn. We're talking that's what about they corn, mean. bro. End of story. Closed minded. Gringo. That's fine. I called you a gringo. I'm a honky. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. All I'm saying is I just don't I don't know how it got in the mix. It's because it's <laughs> awesome. That's what, that's what I'm confused that's about. That's what that's what you're not understanding. So you gotta it's put awesome. Uh, no particular order. You gotta put turkey leg up there. You gotta throw the funnel cake in there, whether you like it or not. You've hold on, what did you write? I'm writing them down. Turkey leg has to be there. It's up there. It's yep. not my number one, but it's up there. Well, turkey leg. That's, funnel cake that's really is kind always of the only time you're me. eating a, a turkey leg, right? Yeah, you gotta throw funnel cake uh, yeah. in there too. 
You got to throw. I'll, I'll just say something with chips generically, like some some loaded nachos or some uh, Frito pie, like something Dude. like that. Something with chips generically. Frito pie might be num- my number one. Yeah, Frito pie. It is might incredible. be my number one. I don't. I don't I, you know, Fritos are made out of corn. Yeah. See, they said so. We're using yeah. the corn useful. <laughs> no, no, man. Frito pie is just off the hook, man. I I don't know. I don't. I can't say enough good things about Frito pie. I. I with you, I'm I not. really, I really cannot. I can't believe we agree. You know what's weird about carnival food? What? I prefer, and this is just me, and maybe I'm weird. Chopped barbecue to like a brisket sandwich. Something about a chopped barbecue that just feels more like, yeah, like a carnival. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so we can put barbecue or chop sausage barbecue. on a chop stick. Barbecue, barbecue, sausage on a stick. That's we can one. Put that there. Corn is up there. Corn is top five. Mexican street corn. Hot dogs. Get some today. What about hot dogs. I don't think you've ever even had it. I've had it. I mean, but it's just like a throw-in. Uh, <laughs> hot dogs. You got to put hot dogs in there, eh, like whatever type. A, can, cheese dog, hot dog, whatever. Something like that. And then, like, all the novelty stuff, like the crazy stuff. So, like, the, there's just a bunch of fried uh, you can have, Sometimes you, you don't you know what you're going to get. Deep fried, fried cheesecake, all that stuff. and all that My stuff. cheesecake goes in. I, I, whatever. <laughs> if you put those above corn, Fried Oreos are good on that. I, I don't need that. Uh, yeah, I'm not. And all that stuff. Oh, corn dogs. So there's there's my five. This is just but but popcorn. Like what? No corn. I don't even know if corn corn is street better. corn is a top corn. It, it, <laughs> it's a it top is five corn. at a carnival. It is. But you just walking around with some popcorn, like walking around with something to snack on. All right, here's my top five. You ready for it? This is important. Number one, Frito pie. I'm a I'm a freak for that stuff. I guess it takes me back to my youth because we've always eaten anything it. really with chili. You can yeah, put up there. Frito pie one. Funnel cake too. God, I love funnel cake. See, I'm and the only time I get them is at the fair. Yeah, that's the best time to get them. Yeah, that's the only time I get them. Yeah. What about like some kind of like ice cream type of thing? Corn dogs three. Chopped barbecue four. Mexican street corn made my top five. The biggest problem with corn dogs, and and this is a problem that's easily fixable when you go to a when you go to a, a fair, is you got to go to the right spot. Like some of these places just throw the corn dogs out there. They've mm-hmm. been under the light for mm-hmm. like three minutes, and you're like, yeah. "I want the corn dogs." That's the same with the funnel cakes too. Yeah, you you, you can go find to the, the wrong right spot, they be cold. You gotta see them pouring. But you, yeah. you can find. Yeah, you, you gotta see them pouring it in that funnel. When you know the right spot, you know the right spot. But yeah. if you're, but if you're like, like, let's say your significant other or your friend wants to go somewhere else, don't feel like. Man, I want to avoid this line. I just want to throw a corn dog in. You got to get the yeah, right one. Yeah. That's the same. Even with the squeezed lemonade, man. One day I got some bad lemonade. It wasn't good. Oh, yeah. You got to go to the right There's spot. That powdered man. stuff. Yeah, the, the street. Yeah, you get that yeah. nice lemonade or something like that. You know what goes You know what goes in? And I don't know if, uh, I think they have this at the rodeo. I don't know why this tastes so good. Maybe it just hits hard because you're, you've been run, walking around a lot. But you know those places that have like the big ass tub of root beer? <laughs> like it's yeah. just like you, you just pull the pull the root beer. Mm-hmm. Let's go into snow cones, right? Snow cone is yeah, but that, I don't count, I don't count that as like a food. That's more like a dessert. But they have sta- like snow cone stands. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Raspa. What's that? Snow cone. Oh, okay. Raspa. Raspa. R a s p a. Raspa. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You wouldn't know because you hate street corn. I just don't get it. I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how it's an option. The other thing is, it's not like a small commitment. That's that's no, the. No, it's a little cup. No, it's perfect. That's that, why I say it's kind of refreshing too. But it's not like it's not like I'm. It's, it's a cup smaller than this. But it's not priced like a side. Who 
cares? It's, you're at the fair. Right, but yeah, but they're throwing they're throwing they're throwing me street corn for like ten bucks. Man, it's not ten dollars. They're, they're throwing me street corn it's for like not. ten bucks, and I can get a turkey leg for like fourteen. It's not. How are they in the same tax bracket? It, 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 <laughs> that's the problem. Not. Like, if you told me I could get a street corn for four, that's fine. They're, they're not even in the, but they're putting them in the tax bracket with all these elite foods. Yeah, no, you can talk me into it, but they don't belong in that tax bracket, man. Uh, no, what are y'all doing here? No, no, you're you're you're, you're wrong. It's the wrong party. Y'all are supposed to be a side. It's supposed <laughs> to say turkey leg. It's not a side. Uh, chili cheese, and then on, and then it's supposed to say sides. Four dollars. Corn. Funnel cake. Green is beans. Seven dollars. Fries. Funnel cakes and corn dogs are seven dollars. How's that in? Should street corn cost more than French fries? No, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. How much you want to bet on that? I don't. I don't. I'll I, bet you. I'll bet you twenty bucks. Oh, I don't know that. I'm just saying you got to be wrong about that. No, street corn costs more than fries. Uh, no, they value the street corn. They overvalue it. That's the other part Who of it. Who cares? <laughs> you're at the John, carnival. You're on a budget sometimes. They, they overvalue. If you get a twenty and you're paying an, eight for a corn, try that's getting too a much. Frito pie for less than five bucks. Yeah, but a Frito pie is a Frito pie. Yes, and street a corn Frito is pie is street covering corn. every base. A st- street corn should be a side. No, Frito pie should be a side. Well, you're telling me street corn's worth eight bucks. Come on, man. Who says it's eight dollars? Where'd you, on, where'd you, you ever get that to, from? You ever gone to HEB? What's your source? You ever gone to HEB? You get those four large corn on the cobs. They're like two forty. Yeah. What's your source on that? I'm telling you, street corn. If, if anyone's at the fair right now, take a picture of the street corn. Tell me how much the street corn costs. <laughs> Why do you hate street corn? Yeah. <laughs> It's delicious because it's it's overpriced, it's overvalued, Everything and it doesn't is belong overpriced in the middle. Yes. at the fair. It's a creation. I think it's a creation. Everything is overpriced. But I think it's a. creation. You tried to get cotton candy. You probably find some better pizza than street corn at oh, the fair. The hell out of here! <laughs> For real, you probably find a pizza stand that's better than the corn. You're, you're, We're talking about just getting it. You've lost your mind. <laughs> you've lost your damn mind. I'm looking for the prices on the rodeo website. I'm telling you, man, it's yeah. at least seven. It, seven, eight. Oh, no, it's going up? No, it's seven, eight. Oh, look, the corn, corn shack. Let's see how it doesn't have prices yeah. on here. Street corn is up there, man. I'm telling <laughs> the you. corn shack. Everything is up there. But not like that. Yeah. Yeah, turkey legs, they say, are close to 15. They're worth it. It's worth it. You just feel like a damn savage, man. This is kind of a little confession, too. Turkey legs not in my top five. I get it. It's it's it, it, it's, it's too rough, much, man. And it's, it's too rough. yeah. It's rough. You yeah. kind of feel disgusting. You're just savage. Walking Walk around like yeah. a barbarian. Yeah, yeah, I can get it. I like it, but man, you ever if you if you just want to, you look like a badass walking around with yeah, a turkey but that's leg. Why they Some buy people them. just look crazy. But Some people just walk them. around I holding love a drumstick, walking around the fair and just looking at how people attack their turkey legs. Yeah, <laughs> like when you talk about people watching at the fair, you oh, see man. you see people. Yeah, like I'll be having a turkey leg and a drink and the beer in one hand. And then they'll be like slobbing all over it. And then the wife will be like, you want a bite? And then she'll take a bite. Yeah. She's like, yeah, ripping like a all the dog. tendons. All the tendons start coming out. They bring up the <laughs> savage. In yeah. Here. I love seeing how people handle their street corn. And then you, the bur- what about burgers? Burgers at Not fair? really. Not, and I, you know, I'm a big I hot dog I got to be able to guy. walk a little bit. I'm a big hot dog guy, but I don't eat hot dogs at the fair. You got to have the pump, it's though, spe- right? It's special. Oh, for sure. You got to have the ketchup and mustard yeah, pump. it's got to be a pump. Just boom on the uh, on the corn dog. But it's it's absolute different tastes when you're at the fair. Like, I, I, I honestly don't remember the last time I got a funnel cake that wasn't at a fair. You know who I, I have a lot of respect for at the fair is the workers, man. And they've been out there all day. The volunteers. They've been out there all day. But some of them are like, dude, they do the stands. Like, they're, they're, you're out there all day just My niece grinding. is volunteering in the ticket booth. 
Dude, that's got to be a living hell. People complaining. Would you rather work in the ticket booth or food? Line. Food. At least food, you're moving around. It's quicker. Ticket booth, people man. complaining. Now the food, the food spots line. get a little stressful, man. Yeah. Well, they do. The worst the worst human beings in, uh, in the world, take this with a grain of salt. Brother, you can see that they got to drop the damn thing in the grease and it's got to cook. Right. And you're complaining about how long it's taken. Like, understand the you process. You appreciate it. Yeah. yeah un- understand the process that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I ordered my. I have to order a Frito pie tonight for dinner. <laughs> they don't. They don't get the respect they deserve, Frito Pies. They don't. We can agree on that. 100%. Corn, though. Know about that. <laughs> corn. <laughs> Yo, hate for corn is funny. They got you tied I mean, up to a, a back of a bumper, it's dragging a you down the road. It's a thing, man. <laughs> I got I got no problem with that. I mean, if, if you want to put street corn, like if if I give you a twenty five dollar budget to the fair and you want to you want to spend over, we're talking about smart money and cap space. Mm-hmm. If I give you twenty five dollars of cap space, you walk into a fair mm-hmm. and you're dropping. 10 out of that 25 on a street corn? Yeah. Boy, you are a reckless How did it go from 7 to 8 to 10? I'm estimating. <laughs> if, if you're dropping, if you're dropping, if you're dropping from $7 over. $7 to $8 to $10. <laughs> inflation. If you're, dropping, if you're dropping over one-third of your price, your, your salary cap on street corn, whew. Yeah. Man, you're on something. Must be a slow sports day. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Yes, it is. You knew Thank that you. was coming. Thank you very much, sir. Rur, rur, talk sports. Switching <laughs> the music. I just brought it back to the salary cap. It, it Switching the dial. It was relevant. It was relevant. We were talking salary we cap. We got a big thing going on right there at NRG. And There's you have to fair. have a salary cap when you go to the fair. We're a full-service radio station. We're here for the people. You're dang right you okay? are. That's what I'm telling you. Don't waste your money on corn. <laughs> it's not a waste. Coming up. Early slime off, and the internet is going nuts for a lot of crazy reasons. Next. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. All right, internet going nuts. Slime off coming up uh, shortly. We're going to do it early this week. NFL Combine underway. Tavondre Sweat going to get his work in. John Lopez, big fan. Big fan. Of Tavondre Sweat. It's just, I think he's a perfect fit. Big dude. Uh, I mean, think about 360. And, and and it's been mentioned. I think Cody mentioned it as well. You know, he's he's pretty versatile. I don't care. I don't care if he's a two down back. That that's all this defense needs. Imagine what the linebackers could do behind him in the middle there, and then whomever else you might have, Malik Collins, of course, uh, and, and, and others. I I think in terms of fit for what they need and cost, it's a draft pick. Heck yeah. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. Who said I'm not gonna lie? I got cooked. Uh, Adrian Bronner. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I'm getting cooked. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Daryl Morey got cooked. Oh, he did by Daryl Morey. By who got cooked by one Chris Paul? Uh, Chris Paul was on D Wade's cast, right? He was on. Uh, yeah, he was on D Wade's uh, podcast, and basically said this guy's is is got no personality. And lies. And if you know Daryl Moore, he... Um, Don't know. Yeah. He... No people skills. <laughs> Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't really understand how to, to, to talk to people. 
I'm in Vegas and Daryl called me. Daryl was like, hey, Chris, uh, I was just calling you to, what do you say, just to make sure you wouldn't want to go to OKC. I was like, no, why? I didn't move 15 people to Houston. And he was like, okay, I was just making sure. He was like, I would never trade you to somewhere you didn't want to go because you chose to come to us from the Clippers. That's what he had said to me. So then I go down to uh, Peach Jam and I'm at the house. Next thing you know, it said that I was getting traded. And then my phone started ringing and it was Daryl calling. You were getting traded to OKC. OKC. Then Daryl called me. Phone started ringing, it was Daryl called me. And Daryl, like I told you, I'm very matter of fact. Daryl was like, hey man. It just moved so fast, you know. That's what it, he said, it moved so fast. I said, it's all good. I said, I just want you to tell me one thing. You said you weren't going to trade me, right, to OKC. He said, yep, I said that, but I said, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Man. So you, I, I don't I don't mind NBA players getting lied to. I think they need to be lied to. I, I think they're too, they're too. Uh, How about an NBA player with that kind of pedigree and experience? He's a whiner. Uh, no, no, you, I'm not a big fan of Chris Paul. Yeah, not. I don't think you these, are. Either. These NBA guys need to need to be toned down a notch. But when the general manager says you are not going to be traded, yeah, to pretty City, slimy. That's slimy. But I will also say this, Daryl Morey. Like, are you surprised? I mean, not a lot. the The problem with Daryl Morey is he's not professional. Like, and and I know this is. I'll explain this. I don't think he's professional because I think he he bends over backwards for James Harden and does whatever James Harden wants. And then all of a sudden he's trying to be this hard-nosed guy with mm-hmm. James Harden. And I think that's probably what James Harden's problem is. is yeah. You've done everything I've said for a long time, and now all of a sudden you're going to try to play hardball with me and, and yeah. go back on your word. So I think if you're going to be just a pandering to players guy, then okay. But if you're going to try to play both sides, that's where – Professional, maybe consistent is a better way to say it with Daryl. Yeah, that, that's probably it. Yeah, maybe that's a bad choice of words, but I don't, I don't feel like he's consistent. Yeah, and I think Daryl Morey has been not exposed because he's had a lot of success. But I think you're he, not the biggest Morey. No, fan, no, I, I, I actually, I really like him a lot, and I've, I, I, I've, I've not friends, but friendly with him, good relationship. But I'm always honest on this show, and he knows this. Uh, I've, I've talked to Daryl. I texted with him not long ago. Um, I think he has fallen short of what his promises have been and what he's, you know, continued to to try to, you know, profess. They've he hadn't won squat. He hadn't won. The the funniest thing for me for Daryl Morey is is yeah. sometimes there's like dudes who you're like, man, I want to be I want to be buddies with him. He's cool. Like at, whether it's athletes, coaches, all that. Yeah. And then there's times where it's like, oh yeah, me and Daryl Morey are boys. Why? Like, yeah. why do you want to? Why do you want to? What What are y'all talking about? Like, yeah. the, he had a lot of like media buddies around town. I'm like, everywhere he goes. Why? Yeah, everywhere. For what? Uh, he It's a strategy. He's a really smart guy, and he uses the media to try to, uh, you know, get in good graces, and it's helped. It's worked. Like, what other general manager that hadn't won anything uh, would be around this long? You know. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. I feel a little violated, man. Did You're not, violated? Did, did not know that I was being recorded arguing with B. Scott between breaks, but apparently Figgy Fig wanted to uh, wanted to eavesdrop. You've, you've put it on Twitter, Figgy. Let's 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 show the class uh, what exactly you caught because I'm might be embarrassed here. Hopefully, I didn't cuss. Might have, might have not. B. Scott's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I don't even know is. what I'm saying. Yeah, he is. This carried into the uh, break. This was at the Figgy Fig 
on Twitter, the uh, the corn debate during the break. It's like the best vegetable. Dude, it gets a whole stand. It's corn. It should not be $10. You give me $25, I'm going to a fair. I'm not buying freaking corn, okay? I'm going to get a turkey leg for like $5 more. How did corn become like a whole stand thing? But I like corn, but how did that happen? But why can cotton candy have a stand cotton corn, candy and corn sucks too. Cotton candy sucks too, but at least it has a place. But if it's got a corn, place, then damn it, corn can have a stand. Corn is just a throw-in. Corn is a side. You go to a restaurant, you get your meat, and then you got your side. And corn is usually very low on the depth chart. It's a practice squad side. How does it get a whole stand? Because you make it a little bit blacker and throw some damn butter on it and put some mayo on it and stuff. Popcorn, corn is not popcorn, corn is the wackest. Popcorn is a snack and it gets a stand. If you're not dropping twenty five. You're not dropping twenty. If I give you twenty five dollars oh, at the fair, you're not spending ten on corn. I respect you more than that. There's no way you're doing that. Come on, man. And he agreed. Figgy edited that part out, though. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He said he's not dropping any. He's not dropping money on his $25 salary cap with corn. Oh, okay. Figgy it's just, not, it's just it not his priority. Yeah, Figgy no, cut that it, one. It, it's definitely top five. Uh, this has just got the internet going nuts right now. And all I have to say about this is there are certain guys who go to the interviews at the NFL Combine, and they really vault their stature, their popularity, or whatever. Did you hear what Texas Tech defensive back Taylor Owens said? Yeah, he doesn't like space. You guys are discussing that you don't believe in. Nah, I don't believe in space. I'm like, you know, I'm a real religious, so I think, like, we're in strong right now. I don't think there's, like, other planets and stuff like that. I don't know. What, what, what led you to that point, to believe that? Um, well, like, That's good, Figgy. It's kind of hard to hear. Uh, basically, he said, I don't believe in outer space and other planets, and he also said that flat Earth theorists make some valid points yeah i don't know i uh, think he's going the other way i'm not a big space guy i'm not a big space guy I'm not, i don't believe the, the flat earth thing i don't believe but i'm, I'm not a big space guy i don't i'm not entertained but by do space. you believe Do that you there believe is it space this sure yes i guess he says I mean, he doesn't i'll take their word for it i mean we put a rover on mars a what a rover okay yeah what's that like a, it's like a like a car basically and digging into mars and taking Samples and pictures and and all that stuff, atmospheric uh, tests. All we that landed stuff. on the moon, right? We landed on the moon, and now we landed on the Mars without uh, with the with the Mars probe. Nice, yeah. Slime off here on In the Loop Sports Radio six ten. Other stuff that had the internet going nuts. Lisa Ann fighting with some porn star and uh, Meek Mill. God, he has not stopped in the last two days. But now, normally we do it on Friday, but at a special time, it is time. For the slime. It's time for the weekly slime. Slime season. The biggest displays of weekly slimery. Man, you going to hell on scholarship. As decided by your favorite H-Town hosts and the loopholes. Man, look at this slime ball. This is the Friday Slime Off on Sports Radio 610. All right, so um, I'm nominated for this slime off because dude it slipped i promise <laughs> i know i'm sure. the lord i know i'm the lord of radio and but I'm, you know what psychology is but. and you know that the inner thoughts sometimes surface uh without your knowledge that does so, happen sometimes so what I've i'm heard. what you know freud would talk about that Sig- Who? sigmund freud who's that he likes he likes mexican street corn um, <laughs> he does. He's a psychology guy that uh, likes Mexican street corn. Um, uh, so it's kind of like Freudian, like 
What is he really thinking? Well, he'll never tell you unless he does it by accident. Now, running back is a situation. So this is where this is where I think when every time the draft comes around, I know you and Figgy are going to roll your eyes and y- y'all hear this all the time. Y'all been working for me for damn near seven well, years. There we go. Y'all been working for me for damn near seven years. Figgy, I could understand just a slip of the tongue. We all do it. I do it a lot. Like you just say something and you're thinking something else. But he was actually like, this is the inner Landry psychology yeah, right. of where he feels he stands in this show. Yeah, right. Yes. Right, Figgy? I think so. Yeah, this this so. is Freudian. Y'all okay. been working for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would make no sense. So that would mean I do less work than you. No, not always. I mean, I do less work than Figgy. Not always. <laughs> Figgy's all over the place. Yeah, man. If no. any of us worked for anyone, it would be Figgy. <laughs> I didn't realize I said it. But it is funny. Yeah. You get called the Lord of uh, Radio, and then that happens. It's not a good, <laughs> right. not a good look. Man. This was the same day. Uh, it was two days later. Was it two yeah. days later? Same, same week. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Said, I'll do the Lord of Radio. <laughs> no, nah, it's not It's not the best, but nah, I'd, I've never even like, remotely right, even, well, just, like, uh, that would, I don't even think that would make sense. It's a sense. pleasure working for you, man. Yeah, man, hey, it is. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, be sure to... Yeah. You should have put your time off requests in. I got you. Yeah, did you prove that one? Uh let me look at that, John. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see if there's other guys there. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> clown show that was. Yeah. Next one. So we've been going uh at it with uh Payne and Pendergast for little over a week. We've we've moved on, like we've we've expanded the conversation. Like if new talking points come up, we'll cross show them. But as far as the Saquon, Mike Evans, whether it was a misrepresentation, mm-hmm. whether it was semantics or whatever, we've moved past it. Correct. But before we moved past it, we did nominate Sean for the slime off. So it would only be appropriate to put Sean in his appropriate place. When we put him there. Me. Yeah. Um, this was Sean. We've we've argued about Saquon. We've argued about Mike Evans. Seth has mentioned some of the Texans' incoming free agents. Never did we ever think that this name would be brought into the free agency discussion. This is contestant number two, Sean Pendergast. I think the other thing, too, like, the, like I'll tell you what, like, an eye-opening thing to me was the other day. It looked like a total non-story, and ultimately it probably is as far as the season goes, but they re-signed a couple of their restricted free agents, the Texans did. D'Angelo Ross for about a million, and this Dieter Iceland guy for a couple million bucks. And, like, okay... That's three million bucks right there. Like the minimum salary for an NFL player is, is approaching a million dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like each roster spot is going to be a minimum of a million bucks. That still makes me laugh. <laughs> like you said, we're moving on, uh, but it's still. But a nominee's me- a nominee. Yeah, nominee's a nominee. Nominee's a nominee. That Dieter Iceland guy. I don't know if we can afford Mike Evans. Number three is uh, Chiefs owner Clark Hunt. Apparently, he promised um, a renovated locker room for Chiefs players uh, when they returned this season How after winning the Super Bowl. However, they only added new chairs, and players were told they, quote, went too far in the playoffs, and they didn't have time to renovate. It's pretty slimy. That is uh, pretty dang slimy, but uh, I, you know what? I think it's going to be renovated soon. <laughs> It better be, right? Yeah, you get called out like that. Yeah. You're that far on the list. Yeah, that probably uh that probably Figgy? happens. What's up? What do you vote, vote on? first? Yeah. <sighs> Come on, we all know. Do we know? We all know. Dude, it was a slip up. Let's be Was serious. it? It was a slip up. Come on. 
the same week after somebody called you the radio lord. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, was my criticism in that instance was it invalid? Let's be serious. Like the criticism that I was called out for, was it invalid? Well, I don't know about that. But let's, it was certainly Let's re- ask the radio lord. Yeah, there was re- there was received in a funny way. Let's ask the lord of radio. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Go ahead, Figgy. <sighs> I did I did uh, kind of train Figgy back in the day. You know? <laughs> it's all you. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, so hey. yeah, so I'm going to give it to you then. No, man. No, <laughs> yeah, no. man. Yeah. No, 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 I work no. for you, see? You, <laughs> you just tra- proved it. You just I work I work up, man. I work you dug for your you. own whole grave yeah. there, man. He's such a good teammate to you guys and I'm just <laughs> I'm going to give it to the Chiefs owner. Yeah. Such, but, such a good teammate and I'm just getting yeah. piled on here. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, I work uh, for you, man. It's a pleasure working for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You know who I'm voting for. Uh-oh. The old Sigmund Freudish uh, the Freudian slip. Oh. You don't even need to vote. Go ahead and vote, though. No, I got one thing to say. Y'all are fired. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next, the two-year window. Should Nico Collins fit into that? But first, let's get you to the the rodeo. You can go to the fair. You can get you some street corn if you like. Dang straight. You can see Whiskey Myers. Caller number nine, 713-572-416. Caller number nine in the spirit of around the price that people pay for street corn. Caller number nine, you're going to see Whiskey Myers. How much they pay for it? 713-572-46. I think it's anywhere between 7 and 10. Up to about 15. Caller number nine, you're going to the fair. 713-572-4610. You're going to see Whiskey Myers next. Thank you, Figgy. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop. With John Lopez and Landry Locker. The two-year window that Nick Casario speaks on. Where does uh, where does Nico Collins fit into it? There's a few players that I think two years from now will, will definitely be a part of things. A lot of this has to do with the fact that their contracts will be on the back end. C.J. Stroud, obviously. Laramie Tunsil. Tank Dell. Juice Scruggs. Will Anderson, Derek Stingley, and Christian Harris. Those are the seven guys that I think unequivocally will be here two years from now. Yeah, unequivocally, I would agree. And valuable pieces. Yeah, yeah, like in terms of like taking you to places you want to go. Like even if Tank Dell becomes, let's say Tank Dell gets pushed down and he's your third receiver. A really I think solid good third it. receiver. It'd be good. Heading into the final year of his uh, rookie deal is, is where you would be. Yeah. Where does Nico Collins fall into this? Are we... Are we comfortable in committing to Nico Collins? Nick Casario threw it out there. I know it was uh, bounced around this morning. Where are we in the confidence level that Nico Collins is a solid top-of-the-line contributor for the Texans in two years? A confidence level, decent, and that's not an endorsement. I mean, uh, I have a decent level of confidence that that Nico can can be an upper-tier receiver in the NFL for the next two years. Absolutely. I just need to see more uh, because we haven't seen enough. Uh, you know, you, you talk about, you were mentioned earlier about Michael Pittman Jr. versus uh, Nico Collins. Michael Pittman Jr. is not nearly, I mean, he's a very good athlete. Don't get me wrong, but he's not known as like a super athletic, super fast guy, but he makes a lot of catches over a thousand yards two years ago, nearly a thousand, uh, uh, three years ago, nearly a thousand two years ago and over a thousand last year. 
that's someone who you probably want to bring back. Three years of 1,000 yards production. What do you have, 109 catches last year, like 90 the year before that? Whereas Nico, He's five games in And that years, too, more durable. Seasons. Whereas Nico, you're like, man, I think he might be able to be a number one receiver. The sample size is way too small. Like, way too small. I do wonder what Nick Casario is uh, thinking. I, I wonder what Nico's thinking, because I don't know that Nico, do you want to bet on yourself at this point? I'm not questioning it. I'm not saying that stranger things haven't happened, but I mean, if you've missed that much time and last year you got banged up, do you want to bet on yourself, like, or do you want to take a solid deal? That's gonna, he, still going to set you up for life. Yeah, he he is a. It's going to be a, a roll of the dice because if if I, I keep going back to what Casario said a couple of times in his NFL Network um, interview, which by the way, somewhere between the media scrum and the NFL Network interview, he hit Starbucks. Like, like he had a he had a cold Does he brew. Drink coffee. He has to. Uh, he had a cold brew or he maybe has, a Red Bull. He's just all black coffee because right? he was a different guy, man. You think he's just a solid black coffee, nothing else? Nah, I bet he has maybe some like stevia, that healthy, the yellow one, the green one, uh, the healthier artificial sweetener. I don't think he has a sweetener. Maybe, maybe black, but somewhere Taste doesn't matter. He to was him. so much better. This is true. There's so much better on the NFL Network. But anyway, um, he said. The market will dictate to us. He said yeah. it multiple times. I think he was talking about Nico Collins. Like, in other words, saying we are willing to sign him up now. And what he's not saying is a team-friendly deal that maybe Nico can't refuse because Nico is looking for his second, his big payday, his first, you know, contract re- renegotiation. That's huge. I, I just look at it as like a juggling act. So, yeah. If it's a year-to-year league, and, and we hear that all the time, then. What's true one year is not necessarily true the next. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we have to always restate that is because there's so much unpredictability that you tend to, when you see one thing, sometimes you tend to think it's normal and then you get surprised and we start talking about parity and all that stuff. Last year, the league told Dalton Schultz basically in in a crowded tight end market, they told him, you're not worth a long-term deal, man. Mm-hmm. You're worth a one-year deal. Matter of fact, you need to fall in the lap of the Texans, and, and you're worth a you're worth a one-year deal. That's what you're worth. Yeah. Last year we were talking about the Texans receiving core, and we were saying, man, what a concern that could be for CJ yeah. Stroud. Yeah. And they played well, played really well. Now it seems like we we're going to the point where, based on what we saw last year, Dalton Schultz, man. Maybe maybe you should pay Dalton Schultz and commit to Dalton Schultz. And hey, it, maybe Nico Collins is the number one receiver. I just feel like like when it comes to all the the, the cautiousness and the the year to year type of joint, those are the those are the two things that I look at. And I just kind of want to I don't want to like completely dismiss, but I but I do want to look at them and say, all right, let's take a closer look at this and not assume that this is just unlocked. Let me ask you a question: If Nico Collins gets a twenty three million dollar a year contract. For how, for how long? Three years. Okay. So, you know. So, you're basically the franchise tag times three. Yeah. He would be the eighth highest paid receiver in the NFL. Okay. Is he that? <laughs> no. Let, let's be honest. No. I mean, we don't, maybe he will be. But, but right now, Right no. now, he's not that. Right now, no. That's why I'm saying if 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 D'Amico and Nick Sarah come in and say, look, we're going to give you three years, $48 million, Fifty million, maybe. If he signs that, then 
bring it on because then you still have room for other things. But if they if he's signed for what they're wanting, he's not a top eight receiver. It's like last year when we were talking about, you know, money and stuff like that, and there was a discussion. I, I didn't even – I'll be honest. Like, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't even know this was a thing. Mm-hmm. Got to extend Titus Howard. Yeah. And the – We actually talked to guests like, what, are you crazy? Like, what, is that a Are thing? you nuts? Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Really? Huh? Uh, Got to lock up Titus Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I didn't even like, consider that. And they ended up doing it. He got paid top five highest paid right tackle. Good for him because yeah. the injury doesn't mean anything. So I'm not questioning that. But, like, if they had never done that, what would they – how much less would they have paid for Titus Howard right now? Correct. So – the, on one side, people were saying, well, the price is going to go up. The price is going to go up. Not always. I don't know how much more it could have gone up if Titus Howard had had a good year last year. Yeah. If if you're talking about Nico Collins and you're talking about an extension and, and what you just threw out there, 23 mil for three years? Yeah, which has been thrown out there. How much more do we think Nico is going to earn just by going on the field and showing it? Mm-hmm. Like how much? I'm, yeah, a year a from fan, now. I'm but, yeah. I mean, what what are we talking? I I actually think from both points of view in this instance it, it might it might make sense to arrive at a team friendly deal from both perspectives no that's why i'm saying that because if you give him 3 years 48 or 50 million how can he say no to that and the huge bonus and all that other stuff and more security and playing with CJ Stroud and maybe winning uh big uh versus no nah, i'm going to wait and i'm going to get me a uh, three-year, sixty-nine or seventy million dollar deal. Well, he's only had the one really good, consistent year, and it really wasn't that consistent. Yeah. Uh, it was it, you know, so, so it was the great. question, the question becomes, and that's why I keep going back to Nick Casario saying, let's see what the market dictates, because the market might dictate that other people, you know, that 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 he might be able to to sign for that lesser value. That's still good for him. Yeah, I heard, uh, I heard the guys uh, with the drive, Clint Sterner, Ron Hughley, talking about it yesterday. I think they, I think it was three o'clock. Um, the Nico Collins extension, and I, I, I kind of sided with where with where Clint was, in that if you're going to extend Nico Collins, I mean it's it's got to be team friendly as hell. I I, I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that was basically what you were saying. Like you don't pay him like he's elite absolutely. after one good year. Like you almost seemed offended by that by the idea of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was the point I was trying to make. Right? I was talking around my elbow to get to my mouth. I'd listen to Nick. <laughs> I had listened listen to Nick this morning or yesterday morning, but um. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was the point of, you know, there, there's a lot of risk associated with signing a guy to a big contract after one year. There's been yeah. a lot of guys in the league that have that have had one good year and then disappeared, not had yeah. another 1,000-yard season for the next eight, you know. Um, and I, I just think it's – I think it's a, one of those conversations where um, if either side is even remotely close, yeah. somebody's getting screwed, right? Mm-hmm. I, like, I, if, I'm Demi- if, if I'm Nico Collins' representatives, I'm going – Hey man, you got to give me a big time. You got to give me a deal. I just cannot turn down. Yeah, like, I just cannot refuse. And then if you're the, the Texans, you got to be going. Hey man, you're one for three. You gave us one hell hell of a year, but the, the, the first two were, were awfully quiet. Now. Well, I was telling Landry, I, like if if he gets what they are saying, twenty three million dollars, three years, he's the number eight highest paid receiver in the NFL. That's just not him. It's well, just, it's just not him. Well, you well at the very least, you don't know if it is. Right. That's what I said. That I got to see more. Is, I just. Like, I said it to him yesterday when we had this conversation. There is, for me personally, there's only one player on the team in which I'd say, you know what, I got to sign this dude before I have to. Mm-hmm. It's CJ. That, yeah. that, it's the only person on the team in which I feel 
I have to sign him before I have yeah, to. Before, the, before mm-hmm. I need to. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I don't know I don't know what he has done to make you say, Yeah, I'll get this guy twenty plus million dollars early. Yeah. yeah. I mean he had a great year last year, and I'm not saying that he can't be that type of dude, but Yeah, there's it, some good stuff. There's reason for optimism. But I don't think there's reason for like 100% faith. Mm-hmm. No, it ain't. It ain't like jump the gun to help man. We let's get him. No, early. no, let's tie him up early. No, I think I think he's got team friendly written all over him. I think it'll be attractive to him. He'll get a, a big bonus. He'll get a little security. He'll be playing with CJ for the next three years. I threw out three years, 48 or 50. Now that might sound insulting to his agent. Maybe not. Maybe you can get him at three. I ta- tackle Nico if, if he if, if he tried to sign. Me. Oh yeah. Look out for him. I per- I Save can't. him. Come on, man. You can't so, do that to He's yourself. had one year. Yeah, you can't do that to yourself. That's eight seventeen million dollars yeah, a year. You got, but but you got yeah, but you got a you got a shot. I mean, if he just has a decent year, mm-hmm. I mean not a decent year, but if he goes over a thousand yards again next year, like he's gonna Well that's the roll of the dice, is what I'm saying. That's what the Texans come in and say, Maybe we can get that team friendly. You know? No, <laughs> I'm just saying if I'm if I'm on Nico's side of it, yeah, uh, yeah. What the hell I got to do team friendly for right now? <laughs> how are you guys? Uh, how, where do y'all sit on street corn? We've had a discussion about this. I just think based on price and all the other options, I I, I just I, I don't understand why street corn is awesome. a possibility at the. <laughs> it's the best. The, like, what are we doing? Why this thing's getting its own stand? It's I like the I best. Had enough of it. Well, good for you. Variations. You're living good then. <laughs> it, it, it's really speaks volumes. Really, really I like, good. I like it. It's really good. I like it, but I feel like I haven't. He had doesn't think it should be at a carnival. It's it's made nah, for a it's carnival. A side, but it's it in a sh- car- it shouldn't be a ten dollar item. It's in a like, cup. What are we doing? Plastic here? spoons. Corn. Got the Mexican spices. Corn, Come on, that's bro. made for. It's that's corn, made bro. for a carnival. And you guys out here just trying to stop stuff. You can't have whiskey. On the beach, you can't have. No, 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 no. See, you know, now, now you, you're not. No, you can, you can. I mean, you are clearly the odd, the odd man out in this. You're the only human being that I that I've heard say you would sit down at a at a, at a poolside beach resort in Mexico and and smash, and smash. Clearly, uh, I'm old not. Fashions. Somebody clearly did it, and I've seen. <laughs> yes, and he, and he's embarrassed about it. <laughs> you're listening to KILTAM KILTHD2. The drive is live. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.